You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco once again with another Pop 5 around the Halloween season. It's spooky, it's scary, and we're about to go in right now. Guys, I have with me two special guests, as always, with me. First, all the way from Anxiety and I, your boy, Jacob. How you doing, sir? Back from the dead. <laughs> Literally. <Ooh>. Like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, mm. for real. So I was like, oh, this uh, Halloween podcast is very appropriate for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Try to squeeze it in right there, exactly. right before the actual day. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be here, back to be uh, back on the mic with you guys, especially. So, I'm feeling really good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And of course, the co-host with the most with the ghost over here <laughs> from the Kimura Chronicles, from Elite Wrestling Audio, and from Lag Switch Gaming Podcast, Mr. J. Rance. How you doing? What's up, players? I'm good. I'm chilling. Ready to get this Halloween podcast going. Mm-hmm. We're ready to talk about some poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> poltergeist. <laughs> we we all have to talk like that lady uh, in that one scene where we're just whispering the whole time. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> no. so you gotta go to like the other Poltergeist sequels, the really bad ones mm-hmm. with the creepy old man. Have you I ever seen those? Yeah, no, I have man. not. Oh, with the God. old man, you have to get up the Your house. house. Yeah. It's the house. <laughs> 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 just, 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 it's all teeth. No. That's all you see. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just popping up randomly at the back door. That's the house. You have to get up. <laughs> That's not on my list whatsoever, <laughs> but it should be. It should be just for him, bro. Just for him. If you guys don't know already, this is a Halloween-themed Pop 5. This is like our favorite Halloween-time movies. These are must-see movies that we love to see on Halloween. Horror-based, as usual, as well, too. And we're going to get into the thick of things right now. Jake, I'm going to put you on the spot right Ooh. now. Before we even get into like our picks, what does like Halloween movies mean to you? Do you love watching Halloween movies around this time of year, or just <laughs> horror movies around this time of year? Uh, you know what? I actually do. Um, and and I kind of I, I think it goes all the way back to you know my dad just like gushing over um, you know Halloween classic stuff that he actually went to the theaters with, and so you know like. Um, watching those together as a family <laughs> in a very weird ironic kind of way it's like let's watch other people get murdered together what do you say you know no, 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 no more family than that <laughs> it doesn't get more family than that um you know but uh 
growing up with those and and watching them as a kid and and then going back to them later you mean you realize you know you um maybe it brings back the memories or maybe it just brings back the vibes or maybe you finally understand what's happening in those movies when you thought you did like when you were 12 you're like oh no not at all um yeah. but it goes with the vibe it really does i mean you got to do something right because um if you don't have kids you don't go trick or treating and sometimes you don't always want to party you know um i know that you know there's many things you can do as an adult but i think one of the more i don't want to say classier but like just most calming yet very vibe kind of feelings you get is um whether it be watching it on uh tv on amc or uh some other channels or just you know binging on your collection of halloween movies you know you set that vibe you get that going and um maybe you switch it up you go from the cult classics to the really like corny um b halloween movies or maybe you do want a real fright i mean there's tons of uh different genres and and uh, uh, different categories of horror as it is and you know it's kind of cool to just binge that with friends you know just uh throwing some beers down or something it's just it's all part of that vibe and i i think as you get older i mean i think that's what you start leaning more towards and that's what i've been actually enjoying more um yeah yeah Especially with the COVID season happening right now, there's nothing better than just staying home a little bit, watching some scary movies, getting the popcorn, getting the sweets, having a good time with family and friends, or even by yourself if you want to scare the jeepers creepers out of you. Uh, to my main man, Brose over here, Jay Rance, how did you? How do you feel about yes? Okay, I, I love it. Yes. I use the pearl pun. That's the first time I heard that, and I, I think we need shirts <laughs> to, to make it even more epic. I'm podcasting without a shirt, so that's how you do it. <laughs> the brose is in full effect. <laughs> Same question to you: um, horror movies, especially in the Halloween season, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's kind of like you know the Christmas music with Christmas. I think it just goes hand in hand. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just like. It's, it's tradition because, I mean, it started in the streets with Trick or Treat, you know, it, it just goes together. You get scared, you have to get scared, you have to put yourself on the edge of the seat, you know, you probably don't have to sleep that night. So this is about creeping yourself out, it's fun. I mean, I don't know, because I think that's what, that's what horror movies to me are, like, you want to, you want, it sounds crazy. You want to feel helpless, though. You get what I'm saying? That's a good horror movie for me. Like, you have to feel helpless. So I think, you know, people like to scare the shit out of themselves once in a while. So it goes hand in hand, bro. What does it mean? Oh, yeah. That is that is a oh. perfect... I didn't mean to cut in, but, like, that is a perfect thing. It's... it's like You uh, you gotta feel hopeless or helpless, you yeah. know? I think, that, I think that's why, like, a lot of people love, like, crime documentaries and shit, because it's like... Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> wow, they had a fucked up life as I'm sitting here drinking my wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, Bundy. Better watch his back. A fuck... I'll fuck him up if he comes in my house. <laughs> you try to stifle me? <laughs> no, but you guys make awesome opinions. Sometimes you want to put yourself in a, in a vulnerable position. And I think that's what horror movies do, especially in Halloween time. The nights are spookier. Everything's a little crazier. You know, I think it just falls into the theme right there. And um, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I love horror movies. I love the Halloween themes. I love kids dressing up as ghosts and goblins. And I love the hissing sound. Yeah, right? I love that. Yeah, what is that? I, I think that was Jake holding in the lap. <laughs> that was the best. 
best looking witch invitation I've ever heard. <laughs> that was Bro. fucking brilliant. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. I just opened the picture that you sent. Oh yeah, you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the new Halloween costume. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has Hulk. <laughs> no, go check it out real quick. Go check it out. Oh, I saw it already. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry, but I opened that picture at a bad moment. <laughs> the, the results were golden. The results <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's genuine happiness right there. <laughs> this man's laughter is broken. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, it is that time of year. It is that time to talk about fear. So, Jake, I'm going to give you the reins right now. What is your number five when it comes to these horror movies, these Halloween time movies? I have a great pick for everybody. And nobody talks shit, but I love this <laughs> pick. And you know what? I, I used to say that there was only one movie that ever scared me, but then I totally forgot about one movie that I threw in the back of my mind. But when I was a kid, this movie like absolutely terrified the living hell out of me. Like the one movie that I could not watch because if I did, I had nightmares. Like it was just trippy. It was scary. It did all the right things for me as a kid. When I watch it now, I laugh my ass off. But back then, <laughs> it was just creepy. It, and what I loved is that it borrowed a lot of uh, techniques. Um, that is the uh, 1999 version of House on Haunted Hill. I oh, wow. absolutely okay. love that movie.、Um, it's got that very '90s kind of、um, dark vibe、mm-hmm. to it. Very '90s movie.、Um, I mean, especially when you get your、um, actors,、um, Chris Kattan, everybody. <laughs> Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs was in that, right? I was gonna say Morris. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Tay. Tay Diggs survives in that movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He does. He absolutely does. Um, and Joffrey Rush as、uh, Stephen Price was just like was just a beautiful portrayal.、Um, I mean, it, it was a fantastic movie.、Uh, it borrowed a lot of techniques that、um, Jacob's Ladder. Um, had uh, originated to the、um, horror scene, at least that I feel,、um, and it was just creepy. I mean, you know, you can never go wrong with an asylum, and I feel like I've seen several、uh, horror movies、uh, throw in that asylum vibe because asylums are scary. I mean, they have that、uh, very scary history, very terrifying history because it is、um, related to real life. But the way that this does it is as cheesy as it is now. I mean, it was just—I <laughs> thought it was greatly executed.、Um, it does get a little、uh, ridiculous towards the end, but for the most part, I mean, it was scary. It had、um, like a weird psychological、um, fears thrown at you. It, it kind of fucked with the people's mind in there, and then at the same time, it was all kind of a game because weren't they there to like win cash or just by staying at that place overnight? I mean, we've all—we've all kind of done that with our friends, right? There was always like. That one creepy house, where it's like, hey, I bet you wouldn't do that for a million dollars. You want to bet, you know, kind of thing.、Um, so it was really cool. I lose that bet nine out of ten times. <laughs>、right. I, I, I've never had the opportunity. If I could, I would.、Um, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it,、um, I'd recommend seeing it. It's got a pretty decent soundtrack. I mean, and that's another thing that I think is very highly underrated when it comes to horror films: is the sounds in the background. What are the sounds doing? What is the music that kind of makes you vibe、um, in certain scenes? <clears throat> of course, everybody gets saved by Chris Kattan at the end. I mean, because Chris Kattan's ghost. At the end,、um, doing his thing is the greatest thing ever I've ever seen in cinema in cinema history. But、um, 
it was a fantastic movie <laughs> over way and I, i'm gonna give it on my top five because again it scared me it did the job as a kid and i believe that if you introduced it to your kids now i'm pretty sure it will do the job to make them suffer like i did um great pick <laughs> <laughs> Great pick. I love it. Pass his own back. <laughs> so? Good job, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll be the one to do it. <laughs> Jake, I'm going to tear you and a, a new asshole in this move, with this movie right here because, number one, I absolutely love the original House on Haunted Hill from the 50s. That that is one of my one of my favorite old timey movies to watch with Vincent Price. I love Vincent Price. He's a fantastic actor. He's a creepy, creepy narrator throughout all his career, and he just has that voice, uh, the, the voice of Thriller. Um, at the same time, though, that movie is creepy on its own. 1999. I don't know, man. You have Teddy Diggs doing a meh job. You have Chris Kattan right off of, what, Saturday Night Live and uh, doing weird comedy. Like, he makes himself laugh, which is cool because that's what we all do. But, like, you can see it through the movie. Um, I just, uh, okay, cool. You have Barbosa over here. Captain <laughs> Barbosa yeah. in a suit. Great. There. <laughs> I mean, that, that, she's, she's probably the best part about that movie right there. But, like, I don't know. I just didn't see the creep factor. I mean, around that time, I feel like there was a better movie that came out. And that's 13 Ghost. That kind of resembles the same thing. But at the same time, it was much creepier, in my opinion. I respect that you like that movie. It's just I have a soft spot for the original House on Haunted Hill. It's just a fun movie. But I respect you. Um, Jake, go for it. Because I feel bad. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you know what? It, it's... A good pick because honestly this movie scared the shit out of me back then so i would have to agree like me and him are on the same page with this one like i know it has its you know cheesy aspects and of course the original one has that uh, emotional value for you so maybe that's why you know you just shot this one down terribly as you did but like i mean i, I, mean, I, I mean i can easily tear down the original I mean, Ooh, <laughs> go ahead. You, you, you speak bad about vincent price go ahead try it no, no it's not vincent price i mean the original movie is literally like that fucking um uh uh, uh, uh mall parking lot circus that comes around like at least three times a year and has a yes. fucking um haunted house little ride uh, <laughs> attraction that you pay yes. uh, $5 through a total of three tickets for uh, for Way too expensive cardboard cardboard cutouts just moving across it's like oh, oh <laughs> listen this is, this you is never know if one of those fuckers okay will come out and get you I have been to Price's voice too uh, <laughs> to give me some kind of authenticity to this yes that is the original house on Monday Hill um, that we are comparing so let's go <laughs> yeah so okay I guess apples to oranges Porky Romano or Vincent Price sure <laughs> a legend in horror or fucking this guy I'm, over here. I'm taking pissing all day, bro. <laughs> no, no, but um, I, I really think it's a good pick because still to this day, one of the images in that movie still fucking frightens the shit out of me. And I remember when I was um uh, staying over one of my ex's house in New Jersey, like they used to have a camera. And that shit just shut off, right? This is how terrifying that scene was to me. That shit, like, turned on. 
middle of the night and I'm looking, it's the image of the backyard. And I'm like, I don't want the motherfucker from House of Haunted Hill just walking all creepy. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah, too. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That, I know exactly what image you're talking about. That I had was, to, it was terrifying. Hell yeah. I had to get up, turn off the TV just to fucking sleep calmly. But, I mean, it's a great pick. I think it's, it has to because it defines that era. You get what I'm saying? But I do agree, um, maybe to an extent where this one was kind of very 90s. I don't want to say popish, but it was 90s as 13 Ghosts was like gritty, grungy 90s. You get what I'm saying? Like if you compare it to like music styles or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I think it's a great pick, bro. That shit just terrified, terrified me with the, were they doing lobotomies in that movie too? Like fucking. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, it was creepy, bro. But you know. It's Listen, <laughs> if, if I wanted to get scared in 1999, I either watched the CGI mess that is known as Spawn or I'll watch. <laughs> I'll go back to 1999 and watch Owen Wilson get killed in a haunted house <laughs> with Catherine Zeta Jones. My man Liam Nielsen gets smacked with a piano wire. The haunting. I appreciate your pick. I appreciate your pick. But what? But, but, but no, seriously, what is your pick? What is your pick, Jay? Oh, my number five. I mean, it's gonna be an unpopular opinion. Like a lot of my picks. Are- Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He is back. Ooh, it's so unpopular that it went off. Back. It's it's so it's so unpopular. My mother rudely interrupted me. She don't want to let your ears bleed. Like, <laughs> no, but but um, yeah, it, it it's gonna be unpopular. A lot of my shit, like I told uh, Val, like you know, it might be new age. Cause I mean, I used to watch horrors back then. I used to go to the movies religiously and stuff like that, but. Like Jay said, you know, sometimes now when you're older, you kind of do see things different. You get what I'm saying? So, um, compared to the original one, Frank, uh, Val is probably going to fucking disrespect me on this one. Compared to the original one, which I look at it now and it's a lot more comical than this one, I would have to go, my pick, my number five is the 2003 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I like that movie. Surprising. Good. Yeah. Okay, so, because... I remember owning the first one, and I was like, "What the? What's the hype about it?" Because I always used to hear it. I picked it up like I think it was a Sam Goodies or something like that, the DVD. Then when I got home, I watched it. I'm like, "This was the hype," you know, little little fat dude running. I mean, the, the story, of course, is terrifying as fuck. But like the acting, the movie was just like, "Bro, this shit is comical." You get what I'm saying? Like, isn't there a part where like in the original one they wall up a dude with a hammer, like, you know, and like I'm throwing you in the fridge? Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was just more comical than anything. So when the two 2003 version came out i was like no this this is intense you get what i'm saying with the young travelers but like jake said <laughs> camper no that's cool i was just like you know like jake said how you used to do with the homies I, I, you probably won't chill on that porch or on old man whippers freaking crib or something like you know and then you got the campers here the young friends traveling and all that stuff you know taking the back roads and then it was just more gritty from to me what i saw back then of course you know technology advanced 2003 stuff like that and then just seeing it being more sick that maybe that's what i'm like okay that's what it should have been but i didn't get that with the original and i got it with this one like you know i remember seeing i think we seen it in the theaters right uh val where where the little uh his pops or whatever bring it thomas bring it in you know and then he's the Oh my god, that's fucking epic, you know. And then having their buddy on the little hooks and chains, dabbing salts on his like nubs or his legs and shit. Bro, um, that shit, that that shit made me cringe. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. And then one of the, one of the parts where it was like where you see uh, Jessica Biel, right? That's her. 
forget her name. Yeah. Yep. Where, yep. She, where she's just like getting away, and then you see my dude when she's finally escaping. You think you got away, and then my dude just with the swipes the car with the chainsaw, but then she actually gets away. I don't know. It was just a thrill ride for me. So that's why my number five is 2003 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There is nothing wrong with this movie whatsoever. I think, in my opinion, it it, it flows a lot better than the original movie mm-hmm. thematically. Mm-hmm. I think the pacing's a lot better. I think mm-hmm. the kills, um, I want to say are better but they're just on par as being yeah. gruesome because there's still like an aesthetic about the original one that still seems grungy mm-hmm. and grimy especially when <laughs> they, they place them on like the meat hooks i'm like ooh, that yeah. looks tough but like either way it, it, they look look gorgeously awesome in my opinion um oh yes um jessica beal this is post seventh heaven so this is like pre-justin timberlake too so she was a weird time of her life right here um i love this movie this is a great movie what's what's my man the sheriff's name arlie emery he's like that like this is original movie yeah yeah arlie emery bro he is this was this is like prime right here because he was in every movie around this time too as the typical same coach kind of character or sheriff kind of character but he is like the main character for me in this movie, the, the most favorite character in this mm-hmm. movie. For me. Um, and actually, what I loved about um, even kind of going into the sequel for this is like I love the um, the more detail on the family itself. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. like it was present in the originals, but this one like gave them um, more personality mm-hmm. and it gave them more of a thing. You know what I mean? So like you didn't feel safe because it wasn't just this one craziest guy with a chainsaw. I mean, they were all working together well, too, yeah. you know? Um, and, um, Arlie Emery, uh, he was a huge part of that. I mean, like as soon as he entered, you knew like you were fucked, <laughs> like more fucked than, you than know, the chainsaw. Um, Cause he was crazy, you know, especially knowing that he wasn't the sheriff, that he's wearing a suit that he fucking, that, that they killed. And now he's, portraying the sheriff himself so um i love this movie it's a fantastic movie one of my favorite things about this movie was one the opening the opening was creepy as hell with just like a with just like the camera shots you know you can hear the camera flick and then like the weird creepy music and um the trailer was exactly like that too that's why i love Mm -hmm. the trailer gave you very minimal but just enough to let you know that this movie was coming and it was going to be creepy and i love that that's what a horror movie should do horror movies should never give you the frights up front it should just let you feel uncomfortable from the beginning and that's all you need great 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 fantastic pick i think it still holds up to this day um the originals obviously are more of a cult thing they don't age well mm-hmm. this one i think this one ages very well um and honestly jessica bill was like hot in this movie i was like oh, mm-hmm. you hell you yeah girl? like you go <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> um, and it, 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 is this um the movie that has like the fake um Chris Cornell in it? Yes, yes, that's Timber. <laughs> that's Timber. <laughs> he comes up. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. <laughs> but like, always thought that. No, me too. Me too. I was like, what the fuck is this? Fucking, um, <laughs> garden sound. Sound garden no, one. Garden sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you know, like. This movie also did a lot for me because, you know, being from Texas, I mean, everyone, like, kind of prides themselves even, like, oh, well, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, because that's something to be right. proud of, isn't it? <laughs> I'd be proud of it. Even the chainsaw is the shape of Texas. That's how, <laughs> that's how ruthless it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, great pick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I do love this pick. One little caveat about this, and I know we disrespect go. your house and haunted hill pick right here. But 
Jake, I, I feel like this was the movie that made people respect remakes in a way. This is before like the remake massacre was happening in like the 2000s, the late 2000s. I feel like this was a remake that people really wanted to see. When, when you mentioned the trailer, see right then and there, that is already captivating because I remember the trailer. I know Jay remembers the trailer. Everybody remembers being on TV or going to a theater and this popping up and Arrow was like, oh shit, they're doing this? And that creep factor automatically just, it just brought chills up your spine. And I think this is like one of the last remakes that really people, if uh, I gotta say in horror at least, that people really sunk their teeth into and said, yes, give me that. Mm. I think the only other one I can remember in horror uh, was probably Halloween. Mm -hmm. That's probably about it though. Mm. Okay. okay. <clears throat> All right, we'll go with my number five. Mine's a little different because I watch we weird we yeah. horror movies. Probably, of course, yeah, I'm gonna say, of course, he's probably yes. gonna put like the blob number one and shit. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the cultural one here. <laughs> yes, avant-garde and horror. Um, <laughs> no, this one's actually pretty recent. Um, I put this on one of our uh, other lists, I think a year or two ago. It, it still holds up to today. It came out in 2018. It's still relevant. Maybe not in 2020s culture right now, but in the last, I want to say, 10 years, it's still very relevant. Um, it's 2018's Hellfest. I absolutely love this movie. This movie still holds up. I've been watching it for the past like two years for Halloween, and it still makes me laugh. It still makes me shiver a little bit. Um, it, the premise about it is these little um, horror-esque shows, like you know your your fright fests or your fear farms that come to your town and whatnot to scare the bejesus out of you at Halloween time. Well, every time this one comes around, there's a killer on the loose and basically kills people inside the fear fest and the hell fest, if you will. And it kind of follows this young team, this, you know, teenage group of people, individuals. And of course, they're going to do the same tropes. One's in love with somebody else. One's making out with somebody else. The other one loves sex. The other one's nerdy. It goes through the whole uh, tropes. But I think because it goes through the whole tropes in a modern day aspect like Hellfest, like these little fear farm kind of um, um, little festivals that happen, I think people really gravitated to it. I think the only downside I would say is the killer itself. The killer basically is a no-name. You don't know who he is. I think that's even more frightening because you're not trying to put this like huge label like a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees or a Freddy Krueger. There's like nothing to his face. No face whatsoever. Like it's a blank face that's like coming after you. And I think that's even more scary because of the fact that it's 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 an unknown entity trying to kill you. Um, I know you guys are probably not going to check this out, <laughs> but the the ending right here, and I'll spoil it right don't, here. Spoiler don't, don't, right don't, now. Don't, no, no, no. no. Even better. Okay, good. You are going to check this out. I, I, I want you to because the ending makes sense. It leads up to a sequel that's hopefully coming out as well too. And it, the ending, in my opinion, is where it hits home because you really get to see possibly um, behind the scenes of these massacres and what's, and why the intention is happening. So I, I, I say go out there. It's a fun ride. If you like going to like these fear farms, if you like going to these little... Um, scare fest in Halloween season, you're gonna love this movie. Oh, I, I'm actually looking at it right now, and um, that's 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 uh, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm 
thank you for bringing this to my attention because I, I've always loved those little um, like collections of, of like uh, movies that, that kind of have that like kind of cheesiness to it. Um, this actually the the poster looks fantastic. Like that's the oh, kind yes. of um, I know it looks a little B, and a lot of B movies tend to do that. Like especially Netflix movies. God, um, but uh, this looks actually very interesting. So um, that's why I'm glad you didn't I convince you to not spoil this ending because I, I do want to watch this. Okay, good, good. You know what? It is like a B movie, but it, in high quality though. Mm. Like, like I said, it goes through the whole '80s tropes of teenagers going inside a place where they're not supposed to be, and yeah, it follows those little same tropes. But at the same time, it's fun. The kills are inventive. Just think about carnivals and how you can get killed in a carnival. You're probably spot on right now. So, <laughs> you know, big hammer, ding, there you go. <laughs> so that's my number five, Hellfest. I know it's not as um interesting as you guys right now no. but it, it's like a small film but it's a good film though i never watched it so yeah. i mean i honestly yeah, honestly this is the first time i've heard fucking hellfest he did that shit on purpose. <laughs> yeah he did he did <laughs> he did <laughs> you're trying to make yourself seem superior over everybody on the podcast <laughs> yes 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 no i honestly a connoisseur of all movies <laughs> you're like the the male version of shasi blackheart Fucking. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah, no, I, ne- I never heard about this movie. I've never seen it uh, until now. Uh, you know, like they say, you learn something new every day. It sounds interesting, you know, as you say, they play the tropes to that. I mean, it, it's, it's, will I go watch it? I mean, I don't know, but it seems kind of interesting because I remember going to, I think it was Six Flags, fucking uh, Sprite Fest or whatever it was. So, so it, yeah. it, it tends to get a little creepy and stuff, but then to know that maybe there's a, Killer on the loose, like that. Actually, you get what I'm saying. So, I mean, you sparked my interest. I won't lie, but yeah, it sounds interesting. Ooh, that made me happy right there, Jake. Let's go to your number four right now. My number four. um, I think it might get a little more uh, appreciation. Um, This is uh, one of my. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) One of my favorite uh, cult movies uh, is the uh, the thing, the the '80s. it's a good movie it's a good movie it's a good movie because you know um what i love uh about the movie itself is that um it's got like um it's got an ambience to it and i love that it actually takes place in what was it antarctica um so it's got that like um you know we're kind of trapped here kind of feeling you know it's very cold it's very dark um so it kind of you know it's it's the environment that also kind of sets things up and what makes things scary um going back to um jay's pick the texas chainsaw massacre they were literally out in the middle of nowhere in this fucking um hunky-dory town um with literally a population of 10 which was the fucking family right um so but over here they're completely isolated um especially during a storm where uh they have nowhere to go in this and so what i also love is um of course it's one of john carpenter's best as as far especially as far as like the music goes the music is what uh it really kind of makes you uncomfortable too as certain scenes are happening um yes again it is an 80s film so uh, it doesn't hold up as as much but i think it does i actually think it ages pretty well with the exception of a couple of scenes but i love how it doesn't get into it until later the pacing is actually 
is is fantastic. So it's setting up the this this kind of story. Um, and what I love is um, that unknown, that unknown feeling. You know, walking into a room, walking into a certain situation, and just seeing destruction, seeing death, and you're like, wow what happened here like you know what i mean and you still don't know you kind of just come to it and try to piece things together yourself so um i i love that about this film and then when everything starts you know getting down and gritty um it just jumps right into it and it's just like go 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 um and uh, it had a prequel to it i enjoyed the prequel um and it was cool to see what actually happened prior. Um, but overall, um, it's one of my favorite uh, cult classic movies. Bro, <clears throat> I absolutely love the thing. Um, from jo- John Carpenter's score to his direction to I'm the pacing, like you said. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, you're good. Quarantine. No, baby. it's okay. It's, it's, like a, it's like a Cujo episode, yeah. uh, episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kurt Russell is fantastic in this movie. Um, uh, T.K. Carter is great in this movie. Keith David is Keith incredible David, in yes. this movie. Um, from it, it plays with a little bit. It's it's a lot of movies all into one. Yeah, it's a, it's a suspense thriller. It's an alien movie because that's exactly what the thing is. It's an alien. Um, it goes to that Antarctica feeling of like, why haven't we been to Antarctica? Why is it like habitable right now? Are there aliens there? It's always been a big rumor for the last 50 years. So like to bring this aspect into it was very fun. Um, I love the mystery of you not knowing who the thing is, what the thing is. It could be mm-hmm. anybody trying to figure out. You can't trust nobody in this movie. I think trust is a, is a key element in this movie that I love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it honestly, this is one of those things where everything could have been avoided. Honestly, and I know this is gonna probably hurt you a little bit, Jay, but everything could have been avoided if you'd have shot the damn dog at the beginning of the movie. So <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Forget you. No, no, dude, that's so funny because it opens up with that, mm-hmm. and the whole time yes. I'm like, oh no, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, this is why I probably wouldn't survive these kind of situations because I'm like, leave them alone. <laughs> Listen, I'm on my division status. I'm on my Last of Us 2 status. If I see a dog and shit's happening, pandemics are happening, zombies, aliens are out there. Blah, 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 blah. That's the first thing that's going. I am sorry. I'm not getting bit by Rinsen Tin to turn into something. That is not happening to me whatsoever. Hey, but hey, you're supposed, you're su- yeah, I am so sorry. To be Will Smith with Nova out here by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Nova's a human being, dog. There's a difference. <laughs> no, um, this is a great pick. Um, actually, I think this is like um, one of my brother's favorite horror films because he used to talk about the thing a lot and used to watch it a lot. That's one thing that maybe I gravitated to horror films because he always used to be on horror films and he used to terrify the living crap out of me with horror films and stuff like that. I, I had a very rough upcoming. My brother used to bully me a lot. Yeah, I'll say that on record. But, yeah, like... <laughs> Um, bro, I mean, this is a great pick, and like, it, see, I knew you guys were gonna have like these weird eighty fucking flicks. Like I told you on the chat, like you know, where where the effects are just crazy, funny now looking at them, but back then they were just like wild. Wasn't there like a little face or a distorted figure? Like, uh, with, with, there's so many distorted yeah, faces. Like, but to there's this one movie. iconic one that if you Google the thing, it's like boom, that's it. I don't know. Is that the spider yeah, head? Yeah. 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 So good. It, 
so those things was just like bro freaking weird and they still resonate even though you know fucking i'm much older now but they still resonate because it was just the creep factor and stuff like that and like val said the fact that you didn't know it was just this alien shape-shifting into like canine humans or whatever it, it was just like oh wow so up the ante. you get what i'm saying and then it almost makes you not trust nobody and it's just picking people off one by one so it puts you on that edge of your seat like i said in the beginning where it's like you have to feel helpless you get what i'm saying kind of like with mm-hmm. hellfest like you don't know who's coming for you because the uh, killer has no face so great pick though great pick Ooh, i'm super happy about that one jake uh jay go for it i want to hear your gory number four. my gory number four let's see i mean eh, I, I, it's a toss-up but I'm just gonna have to go with, cause you see, like I I, I would have thrown it in my list. I was gonna go Cloverfield, cause you know Cloverfield is a sci-fi slash horror. Um, but yeah. just to pay respect and homage, cause when I was into the horror scene, I used I, I used to fuck with some Michael Myers hard. That was like my dude. Everybody was like, Jason, <clears throat> nah, Michael Myers. So it would be the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. Yeah, that's that's Woo! that's my number four, cause. You know, it, I, I just felt like, like I said, much older watching these films more now, understanding and seeing just like when you flash back to, to the little psychotic kid that he was and stuff like that, just, you know, getting very weird and seeing all that. And it just like, you know, resonates. And like, once again, it makes me kind of feel helpless because then Mikey, Mikey, what's his name? Um, oh, what's his oh, guy's uh, name? Uh, oh, uh, oh, Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know, kind of caring <laughs> for this dude and stuff like that. And then just hemming him up and then just seeing, you know, because in the other ones, yeah, he was a force, but that's what I love about the remake with Rob Zombie. He just knows how to touch something and he just has a vision. You see this fucking giant of a man now, you get what I'm saying? So you're like, nah, bro, you're just not playing old Michael Myers that just outruns everybody and stuff like that. And it was fucking, it was a little bit intense because I remember watching it with our friend, um, Dwayne. He actually caught like chest palpitations when like he had to do it up in the bathroom. You get what I'm saying? He was like, no, I, I, I got to get out of here and stuff like that. So it was just kind of cool to just see, you know, a classic like that done so well, in my opinion. Because like I said, I, 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 you know, I used to love Michael Myers, in my opinion, done like that with, with him. And then seeing the original, um, I forget his name, Clockwork Orange, right? That's him. Um, I'm terrible. Oh, yes. Um, um, no, you're good. Um, that's uh, my man Loomis. Um, yes, the- him and there and all that stuff. So it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So my number four is Halloween to remake the Rob Zombie. I, I go for it, Jake. I want to hear your opinion. Oh no, no, no! I love that pick. Um, honestly, I, I think, and you know, people are gonna mob me for this, but um, I think people hate it for the wrong reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know that's kind of like a bold statement, um, but I think they do. Um, that was that was a really because. Rob, Rob Zombie is a fantastic and artistic individual, and, he, mm-hmm. and you know um, he has had a reputation of the movies that he's done before, right? So undertaking this was a huge test, and and honestly, I mean, the moment that he decided to do it, I mean, he was just going to be um, flogged for that, like no matter what, like people, because mm-hmm. I mean that's just how people are, uh, yep. you know. And, and again, that that. That only feeds into my hate of fan bases. We've had, <laughs> we've had, we've had that conversation many, many, many times. But I do. I hate fandoms. Yes, they have saved many things. They have, you know, you know, kept things alive. But at the same time, I hate so many of them because they're just too opinionated. And it has nothing to do with cancel culture. It's just that they're too opinionated and they don't let things happen. And and again, for him to undertake this was just such an incredible project to do. Um, and I think that he explored it very well. 
um he and and honestly what he did was not too unrealistic i mean there are people growing up into and that that's why he became the way he did is because you know he was in that kind of fucked up uh kind of upbringing and there's a lot of people into that so it kind of felt a lot closer you know what i mean because like in the original the original is always going to be a classic i will never underwrite that movie never 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 um but we only got a small glimpse into him you know what i mean and we just kind of know like oh he's just some crazy psycho in a fucking jumpsuit like oh you know but this one gave him depth it gave it scary and and uh of course everything around it was just like fantastic i mean the score um the fucking grittiness the the it was a beautifully um and and i think we also forget to give credit to like the direction you know the cinematography and stuff like that like just it was just beautifully shot all around great pick thank you thank you yeah. bro i i i don't even know where to start and end with this movie this movie if anybody does know me i'm a huge rob zombie fan and the artistic vision that he had in this movie is just excellent and jay and jacob you guys hit it the nail right on the head right there people um berate this movie because of the fact that it's not their quote-unquote halloween movie and Yes, uh, is the John Carpenter original 70s movie great? It's a good movie. I enjoy it. And people will probably give me a lot of flack for saying that it's a good movie. But yeah, I enjoy that movie. It's a clean movie. And yeah, it's a very like paint by numbers movie as well, too. But this movie, like Jacob was saying, it's very gritty, very grungy, very um vulgar in, in every aspect whether it's the language whether it's the cinematography whether it's the acting you have people uh sherry moon zombie uh malcolm mcdowell um you have uh brad dorf my man chucky is in this movie <laughs> um, you you have uh the late great sig hey you have uh so many fucking people um hannah hall you have um D. Wallace. D. Wallace, a fucking legend. There's so many fucking Danny Trejo. There's so many people in this movie. And then, of course, my man Tyler Maine, who plays Michael Myers um, in part one and part two, uh, along with other movies as well, too. I think he does a masterful job at being Michael Myers. And I think one of the criticisms as well, too, is that you hear Michael. Like, they, they yeah. humanize him yeah. in a way. Well, well, guess what, people? Like He's a fucking human. The mo- the s- <laughs> yes! Like, the scariest fucking thing is a human being on this Word. earth, okay? It's not a fucking lion. It's not a grizzly bear. Yes, they're scary. But the fucking scariest thing in this world is a fucking psychotic human being that has no moral ground whatsoever. And that's what Michael Myers is. That's what the shape is. Is an unrelenting force. A fucking of of a masochistic murdering mayhem coming at your face. He's brutal. He is devastating. There's face stomps. There's cave-ins to the face. <laughs> There's things happening that you wouldn't even imagine in your wildest dreams that happened in this movie. And I find it awesome. I find this like macabre, brilliant in this movie. <laughs> and I, I think whether it's Rob Zombie's vision, whether it's whether it's just the the style of this movie itself, I think everything is great from start to end. This is a great movie. It has chuckles. It's funny. It has parts that make you feel uncomfortable. The part where you see um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, her name's um, uh, lose me right now. The sheriff's daughter. Annie. Annie. 
uh, I believe it is Annie. Um, yeah. When she gets <laughs> messed up in the house and she sees Michael for the first time, the horror in her eyes, I can feel. And I just find that just delicious right there. Just knowing that that, that fear can come off a screen or your television set and make you feel that way. Now that's art. Not a lot of films do that today. So I give you kudos and respect to this movie. This movie's great. Yes, yeah, perfect. Yes. It, it, uh, no, it's a great pick. And one of my, and, and this might sound like horribly bad, but um, Sherry Moon Zombie playing Deborah Myers, like that was yeah. a beautiful, beautiful addition, especially, you know, what ends up happening to her. I mean, uh, uh, it, it, to be able to portray a mother like dealing with loss but still like you know knowing that that's your child and really trying to work through that and and try to give him the benefit of the doubt you know what i mean like until she ultimately you know comes to her fate like sherry moon zombie like holy shit that 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 was just a beautiful beautiful performance um even if even though it was like short-lived in that movie it was fantastic yeah. She went a little over the rails in the second movie, but it's okay, though. We don't have to talk about that one that much. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's there. It's, there. It's, 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 not, it's not bad. It's not just, it's there. Uh, it's, it's a good watch, though. Um, I can't really follow up with that movie, bro. My, my movie is a movie you guys can't, you probably have never seen it before. <laughs> um, <laughs> the attache over here. <laughs> yes, the cultural attache. <laughs> um, this is a weird film that came out in 2012. It has two other sequels that came out after it. Uh, I think maybe the second is is good as well too and the third one is just garbage but the first one is very weird it's it's part of the found footage type movies in a way and it's an anthology movie and i'm a huge fan of anthology movies mm. i don't know why things like the abc's of death mm. things like you know uh, any kind of anthology horror movie or any anthology movie in general i just gravitate to and this film just was on netflix one day and i was just watching it and i was just so captivated from every single story that was in this movie especially the first one the first one still scares me this first one still gives me uh shivers up the spine because of how creepy the main character is mm. this movie is called vhs does anybody ever heard this movie um no but you've actually uh I've had, we've actually had to talk about this movie um, I still have mm-hmm. it because I, I I cannot find this movie anywhere, bro. Unless I buy it, I cannot find it playing anywhere. It's worth the buy. It's definitely worth the buy. Jay, have you heard Negative. of this movie? I'm about to Google it right okay. now. You said VHS? Yes. Um, uh, 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 Google, uh, just VHS like that, VHS. Movie? Like horror movie? Yeah. And just put Succubus right afterwards. You'll see the first picture that comes out. Right. I'm going to hear that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Give me a second. What the fuck is that? Exactly. You see, that face is the first story that you get in this in anthology of VHS tapes that, that these kids find in this house. The first film um, that they show you is a succubus film where you get this like almost deep rape culture where you got these party guys in Jersey about to go on the town, getting drinks, trying to find girls, and the one nerdy guy that doesn't really want to do anything. They bring two girls back to the hotel. <clears throat> And of course, one of the girls passes out. And the other one is very weird. She's like almost whispering throughout the whole segment. She's like, oh, you know, I like you. You 
you know, only you. And her eyes just tell so many stories. I know you guys are looking at the pictures right now. Anybody that's listening, uh, I hope you guys are looking at this picture right now, the succubus in this film. Her eyes, even before the transformation, are just mesmerizing and scary mm-hmm. at the same time. And when she does transform into the succubus, it is terrifying. She literally is ripping flesh. She's ripping penises off. She is ripping uh, limbs off. Uh, to the point where the main character in that one, the little good boy that runs out the hotel, she's like just terrorizing this kid, like, you know, trying to find him, letting him know that she's in, in likes with him. I wouldn't say in love, but, you know, she kind of imprinted on him. And when he's like, oh, no, no, I don't want you. I don't want you. She flips out. And it is so crazy, so gory, so scary that I just need to see what the rest of this movie was about. This movie had me sucked in. And all the other um, segments in this movie are pretty damn good as well, too. There's one with aliens. There's a couple other ones I don't want to spoil right now as well, too. Guys, if you're a horror fan, if you kind of like the found footage movies as well, too, um, and just want a good fright fest in in the nighttime, especially on Halloween night, watch VHS. It's a great movie. Mm. Just off the pictures, I second that shit, bro. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I, at first, I, she, I was like, "Wait, is that Rosario Dawson?" Could just kind of reminded me of her, but nah, it looks it looks very wild, bro. It looks yeah. it looks intense. It almost, it looks too gritty. Like it, it, it's probably a rape going down, and she's just like stuffing the dude's face and screaming like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are happening. <laughs> what, what is that like? That that the, the, the her forehead it opens up into like a mouth, or what's that like? Because it looks like her forehead splits open. It's just split. split. Like, they don't really explain it. She's just like, it's like there's something underneath the skin. I think that's what they're trying to represent. But nothing really comes full fledged. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, You know what? Uh, Just to kind of um, elaborate a little bit more, but you you know, one thing that I've always found um, when it comes to anthology movies and, you know, like a, a collection of like story kind of movies. Horror has always been able to do that. The horror genre has always been able to do that pretty, pretty well um, compared to, like, comedy movies. And when I see it done with comedy movies, it just doesn't hit me. Like, it really doesn't. I've seen several comedy movies where it's just a collection of, like, different skits and stories and stuff. But it's not as well done as um, with uh, horror movies. I mean, and you know, you have Creep Show, You have Tales from the Crypt. Um, you have Trick or Treat. Um, you have, uh, 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 what is it? Tales, Tales from the Hood. You trying to call yes. me a monster? Tales from the Hood. You know, like, those are all, like, they, they do it very well. Um, and of course, not all of them are, like, good. Like, not all the skits, but for the most part, like, you know, it keeps you watching. You know, you you watch from beginning to the end. Um, whereas, like, I don't know, because I, I don't expect much from comedy like I do with horror. So there's just like another big difference there, and it's like part of that um, horror phenomenon, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. Go, uh, on, I, I, go ahead, go, ahead. Okay. go for it. I would say that like it works a little bit better because comedy is a little bit more subjective than horror in a way. In horror, you kind of know what you're going to get yourself into. Mm. You're you're in because you're you're vulnerable. You're in there because you want the fright aspect. You want to see what's happening. You're interested in the cop. But comedy is a little hard because like not everything really hits. And I can say the same thing with horror, but not everything really hits with comedy. Mm. Everybody's taste is totally different. While you have one person mm. who loves like the Adam Sandler slapsticks, you have another person who likes like the Will Ferrell like sarcastic comedy. Mm. 
So it, it, it's it's very subjective sometimes. Mm. But mm. horror, I feel like most people are in the same category. Like people mm. will go watch a movie that that has a lot of gore, mm. but the next segment is like more of a suspense thriller mm. because it gives you more candy to eat. That's supposed to be in the in the whole Halloween aspect Ooh, of things. Ooh, I like the wordplay. <laughs> I like the wordplay. No, but I, I, I have to. I, I agree with both of you guys because it's like when you look at like a horror, which we were talking about yesterday. About we we're talking about American Horror Story, and you know you were just <laughs> telling me it has this plethora of, of seasons and stuff like that. So you know it's kind of like both of you guys said. It's it's. I think it's more easier to do with a horror you know, as opposed to comedy, because definitely comedy is something that's very vast, you know, different tastes. And, you know, like my son Hugh Jackman said in The Greatest Showman, you know, let's be honest, people like the macabre. You get what I'm saying? So yes, it's, just, yes. it's just something that people like, you know, and I guess that's why it's easier to do that. Cause sometimes, but then you got the ones where it's just like are B movies, cheap thrills, or it's just like, okay, no, this is, this is stupid. You get what I'm saying? But then you got the tasteful <laughs> ones. So I think, you know, if done tastefully, it can continue and just become this this whole series and, and, uh, mm. and stuff like that. Well, you know what it is. People are just very interested in what happens after life or the aspect mm. of death. I think that's what people are, are are going into horror movies about. You know, what is happening? How is this happening? Because it's something that's semi unrealistic mm. and semi realistic at the same time mm. like you are not craving death whatsoever mm. but there's only one time you die yeah. there's only there's a million times you can laugh <laughs> there's a million times you can make a joke but there's only one time that you literally mm. die so the fact that you could put yourself in that predicament in a way in a movie you can use that lens i think people gravitate to it a lot more than just watching you know a skit a funny skit or an action movie or whatnot like yeah i could jump off and parasail and fucking do skydiving that's real life stuff but can i go like run away from this jason Voorhees guy <laughs> that nothing could kill him whatsoever no that's not gonna happen maybe from a crackhead in 59th street here at mcdowell avenue that could probably happen but like other than that like, wait no. you, you live <laughs> on mcdowell avenue <laughs> i do i do you got me I do. about the golden arches McDowell. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Jake, I want to hear it. We're down to the number three, so let's get your number three. And as we get closer to the number one, it just gets more difficult and more difficult. But um, the way, so this pick, again, I might get hated for, but again, I'm basing it on, you know, what I felt when I originally saw this movie. And I think that's very important to keep in mind. You know, it's not so much um, what what worked, what didn't work, but like what made me feel things because that's what horror does. It makes you feel what you're supposed to feel at that time. And um, mm -hmm. one of the most uncomfortable movies for me, um, which is my number three pick, is The Strangers. Um, now, many Ooh. people might not consider it a horror film because it's more of like a thriller. Um, however, to me, it is horror because it's just like a conversation we had with um, Michael Myers. It's all human based and that's what it is. The scariest things here are humans. And that's what this movie was. It was literally people killing people. Not something like the fucking purge or anything like that. It's like one of the scariest lines in this fucking movie was, why are you doing this? Because you were home. Like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, literally, you answered the fucking door, now you're fucked. But, you know, how many real-life situations were there, you know, and very, very, you know, because of that fucking reason? Because you were home, because you just happened to be the one that picked. But what made me very uncomfortable is, is, is the filming. The filming was done 
fantastically like the direction um for what was filmed what you know what lens was used and like 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 what angles were being filmed the entire time was fantastic because a lot of times you know while you had the character going in one direction you always had one of the villains there they were visible they were there and you knew it and you just wanted to tell the character like bro turn around or look over there like you knew somebody was standing there but there was nothing that you can do so it made you feel uncomfortable it made you feel like holy shit like that like that's it that you know they're done and throughout the whole movie they just fucked with them so there was that psychology um and again only like really psychotic people fucking do that and so that's what made this movie scary to me i was like terrified in a more mental kind of way you know what i mean where again most of the time i was just really uncomfortable watching this so um that's what i think that you should get when you watch a kind of horror film not horror is all slasher not horror is all just blood and gore you know there's very you know horror is 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 frightening it's fear and that's what i felt when watching this movie yeah, Strangers is a great pick, bro. I think that's a psychological horror thriller mm-hmm. right there. It definitely belongs in in the horror category. Not only that, too, like like you said, there's different subgenres of horror. You could take a movie like Alien. Alien's considered mm-hmm. a horror movie. Maybe Aliens is an action movie with the Marines, <laughs> but Alien is a fucking balls to the wall horror movie. You're running away from one mm-hmm. entity. Um, the same thing with Strangers. It's a movie where you're feeling vulnerable. I think that's we said this in the beginning of the podcast that we get into horror movies because we want to feel vulnerable. Well, this is the most we're gonna feel in that moment in time. You know, you with your loved one in a house trying to get away from life, trying to trying to resolve your own little feelings that you're having with yourself and the other person, uh, trying to you know go forward in your life, and then out of nowhere something disrupts it. And I think that's just like a like an allegory for life in a way mm. because like you can always try to do things to fix a relationship or fix your own problems but there's always going to be something that tries to fuck with it and it's how you deal with it and it's the same thing in this movie right here you know this 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 couple you know tries to get away and when they get away this entity shows up these people show up and they're brutal they're brutally honest <laughs> we're here just to fuck things up and i think i that's what i love is because it's just so different and so um out there it kind of reminds me of clockwork orange in a way where these kids were just doing things just because they could and that's the same thing with strangers they're doing things because they can mm-hmm. so yeah i love this movie this movie is a great movie mm-hmm. yeah no um i agree with both you guys um because you know people think like jake said he, he makes uh, phenomenal points that and that's the type of stuff that i like you gotta be you, you know you think horror slasher me 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 psycho horror shower scene like nah you know horror has to be also you gotta touch my senses you get what i'm saying like you gotta fuck with me on some psychological level and that's what this movie did you know i know this movie didn't get a lot i mean it it, it got some heat just because i think it wasn't you know just like that typical thing and it was just like very psychological you know the mask and you know like, yeah you know, the mask and stuff like that of course that, that's been done a hundred times but mm-hmm. again i think it was the i think it was the direction on this movie it was the filming that did it and um it, it was also when you when you really think about it this movie was quiet most of the time yeah there was oh no yeah music there was none of that it was quiet it was a real life situation which made it more horrifying to me mm-hmm. yeah no i agree with you you know this is to me this is like kind of what probably influenced like the purge and stuff like that you know with the mm. mask and all this stuff like this so but mm. honestly it's a great pick because it makes you you know, like Val's been saying, like through the podcast, it's like, you know, 50 50 chance that this shit could be real. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it F's with you on some 
helpless level and this is a great pick bro i'm not gonna lie yeah 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 and i like the ending as well too because i love movies that really don't have happily mm-hmm. ever after so fuck that <laughs> shit go crazy <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but somebody said it but yes it, 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 nah, it no no fuck that feeling helpless at the end of the day <laughs> yeah and i'm okay with that i've never seen part two to be yeah. honest i know it recently it came out a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they took something great and 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 just and made messed it, it up. Like, of course. <laughs> All right, Jay, let's hear your number My three. My number three. So Jay just kind of you know is the perfect segue into this movie for me. So you know, like he said, you have to do different things as opposed to just straight up brutal movies. So my number three. I don't know if you remember this, but we saw this movie together in my crib. You know. Back back in the Bronx, growing up, some youngins, and I fell in love with it because at a, such a young age, I was already gravitated to anything that's like cyberpunk, anything that's very futuristic, any things of that, you know. So my number three would have to be, and I don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this. It is the I think it was 2008, 2008 musical horror <laughs> Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fantastic. So for me, it's just like. Number one is dark. It's a time where, you know, like you said, it's something that could be real, can't be real. This is something that could actually be real. You know, in the 21st century, people's organs are failing and stuff like that. Basically, think about a repo man that repossesses your car, but a repo man comes, repossesses your organs. You know, if you fail to make payments and stuff like that, whatever it is, if it's an eye, if it's a freaking spleen, if it, whatever it is, he's coming to just rip it off grotesquely and take it back, you know? So. And it's it's a it, it's just like kind of how can I say uh, Game of Thrones with all the treachery, the blackmail. You know, um, I forget her name. I'm so terrible with names. Let me see if I can just pull it up. Uh, you know, Silo, where she has the rare disease that she inherits, and, and her. Yes. You hear me? And hurts <laughs> that she inherits, and they keep her in the house, locked down, because they don't want her to go outside. You know, it also kind of touches, you know, what's going on nowadays with the you know, with quarantine, with the pandemic, things of that nature. You know, so this is stuff that can happen. You know, here comes Jinko or whatever and stuff like that so i mean it the music is great it's that i don't know if jake has seen it it has kind of like that japanese rock horror thingy and stuff like that and i know you love like japanese culture um so just what (laughs) no oh you've seen it no 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 it's just like um i i feel like i'm getting the reputation of being a weeb so <laughs> no, no, not at all. I just—that's a I good just, thing. I just, I just said that because if you Google it, you know it yeah, has, no. that could, could, I, I, I'm waiting yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to finish so I can so I can chime in. Oh, uh, I, I apologize, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, what a weeb. <laughs> So, you know, it's like there's a lot of blackmailing. Uh, the, the father is going to leave the company to the, to you know, he, he finds out he's not going to leave it to their biological sons because he sees them as unfit. He leaves it to his ex-fiance's daughter, which is Silo and stuff like that. And then in everything culmination, she finds out the mysteries of the family and everything and the genetic opera at the end. And the opera singer's face just falls off and then she just like rebukes everything, gouges her eye out, you know, in defiance and stuff like that. So... I don't, I, I don't know. It's just so... I, I love it, bro. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about it. <laughs> Go for it, Jake. Um, <laughs> so let me just say that the premise of this movie, because I, I know about this movie, is genius. It's original. It's fantastic. I love the concept. Um, Frank, you already know why the reason why I already have a problem with the movie. <laughs> um, 
Go, go, Wait, just go for it. Just go for it. Go, go for it. It's a musical, man. And it is, in, oh, it, like it is incredibly hard for me to sit through a musical. The only musical, actually two, the two musicals that I was able to sit through from beginning to end were Across the Universe and um, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman was just fantastic. So we'll just, you know, leave that mm-hmm. as that is. And yeah. I attempted to watch Repo several times and each time I kept fucking falling asleep <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to watch it I do maybe because I'm more of a mature adult that's like part weave that I could probably appreciate it a little more um, I, I will eventually try to get to it but if I fall asleep for the third time then that just tells me that like yeah I'm never going to make it through this movie so we'll just leave it as it is <laughs> but again I, I would not tell I would not tell people not to watch it because again it's, it's a very original idea um and that's where if anybody saw the action movie repo men that's where this um came from if i'm if i'm not lying right yeah that's mm-hmm. where the original yeah. uh-huh. of course they you know they took it from a musical to like a fucking action-packed bro mm-hmm. movie uh, for people to watch it <laughs> um you know this fragile masculinity there um but um, I would I would um, tell people to watch it because again if, if you could if if you haven't fantastic movie. You know what, Jake? Going on. Um, <laughs> That's why we're here. This movie is freaking great from the title alone, Repo, the genetic opera, to the score, which scored by another, none other than Trent mm-hmm. Reznor doing the whole damn score, which I know you have your fucking things about Trent Reznor, too. Go so, on, go on, go on. Yes. <laughs> This this whole movie is just beautiful from the way it is cut cinematically. The cinematography is just brilliant. It reminds me of Tron mm-hmm. Legacy in a way, which people also hate that movie why. too. Yeah. But I, I think I know why. But like it just goes above people's fucking heads sometimes. But this has that same fucking aspect where I think a lot of the themes go go over a lot of people's heads, bro. Not even that too. I think this probably turned people off. But to me, I was like, fuck yeah. You have um, Alexa yeah. Vega, who's the chick from Spy fucking Kids. Spy yeah. Kids, <laughs> 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 which I can understand why people are turned off by that. They don't want to see the Spy Kids chick look all sexy and shit like that. But she really isn't. She has a couple of provocative scenes, nothing too yeah, fucking exactly. crazy. But this is a great thriller horror musical. Oh, yeah. and, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned in my lifetime, my almost 33 years of living, there are not enough horror <laughs> musicals out there. We only have a few only of them. Few. Okay. Yeah. We have Anna of the Apocalypse, is the most recent one that I could think about, which is a fucking fantastic movie. It's on Hulu. Go fucking watch that shit. But this movie alone is great in its own way. The premise, it almost gives me the same vibes, Jake. You're probably rip me a new asshole for this one right here but it gives me the same cinematic vibes as the 1990 version of romeo and juliet almost yeah. like the way it's shot yeah the yes. way it's shot and how it goes very fast from scene to scene um it's just like that you leave john lake Wazamo alone for his fucking cowboy boots okay <laughs> that man's a masterpiece okay? go ahead jake folks Go that ahead. was our cultural attache there <laughs> 
You're not a little shop of horrors fan, sir. That movie's a great movie. I couldn't get through it. It was just too much. Like, just get on with the fucking plot. I don't need to see you sing about. No! The music is the plot! You remember the other guys? They're full of rich culture and history. No! <laughs> the plot doesn't continue during a song. It pauses for five minutes so they can sing about what the no, fuck is no, it no, You're it, not listening it, to the exactly goddamn song. <laughs> How do you say that the British showman exactly. is about songs okay, look, that continue the there plot? There are messages in, those, in, in uh-huh. that music that just hit home. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Cause you owned a fucking multi-million circus before. All right, I got you. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I love your pick. Don't ever change the way you are. Thank you, thank you, sir. What's, what's this is me, motherfucker. This is me. <laughs> okay. I too wanted to be a bearded lady at one time in my life. I know that there's a place hey, for us. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I might be going to laugh because that song do gets inspired. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, I you know I love the greatest moment, so no, I would not talk bad about that. Um, mine is not as exciting as any of yours, man. I feel like mine's only gonna get really good from one and two, but. Uh, my number three. Jake, you mentioned it multiple times right now mm. on this podcast. You can't have Halloween without a lot of trick-or-treating. And uh, my number three is the anthology film. I'm going with one more anthology. The anthology film from 2007, Trick or Treat. Um, a very weird but fun film with a who's who cast right there. Follows a little sack boy <laughs> that's basically intertwined with a whole bunch of stories that are happening. And these stories are not your everyday stories for Halloween. Uh, there's one uh, story of an obese kid that's stomping on pumpkins and stealing candy until he gets massacred himself. Um, there's a school bus of kids that accidentally died at the hands of a school bus driver. And um, they take their revenge as well, too. There's many different stories, especially of Anna Paquin and her, uh, ooh, Anna Paquin, True Blood and Rogue right there, um, having a very cool but scary werewolf scene as well, too. Almost a little Little Red Riding Hood, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, say that five times fast, ask as well too. But it just makes mm-hmm. sense. All these stories are intertwined as well, too, in a way. They're in the background, so you wouldn't understand it until everything kind of comes together. But it happens on Halloween night in this little small town as well, too. And everything is just going crazy with this little sack boy in the middle mm-hmm. of everything. I absolutely 
love this movie. Sam is such an iconic little horror character as well, too. I want a little Sam fucking elf in the shelf. I want some Sam and Ham all day. <laughs> Yo, he actually looks kind of cute, though, with a little smile and Sam. Bro, like, he... he's great with his little lollipop that he just slashes people's throats with. It is great. That's my number three. I'm no, you know, I, right I, was there. I love Trick or Treat. about that movie going in, um, but like uh, my friend was really hyping me up for it, and um, I loved it from beginning to end. I thought it was like just like you said, like how it all ties together too. Was like I, I honestly didn't expect that to happen because it usually doesn't. Like usually anthologies are just like a collection of stories, but this kind of like intertwined, and it worked out very, very, very well. Um, and honestly, it was very refreshing for its time. Very refreshing for um, you know the ho- the horror genre um, at that time, especially because like now I feel like everything's going in like one specific direction, and it has been for several years, several years. Um, yeah, if you're not a Conjuring yeah, exactly. movie, you're not going to be successful. You know that's actually coming back. Yes, they. Uh, 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 yeah prior to our first pick but um but yeah no great pick great pick okay yeah we'll just leave it like that jay are you interested in this movie i've never whatsoever? seen it i mean it i don't if i did want to watch it because it, it's just because it reminds me i don't know if you guys remember i'm just gonna geek out real quick there was a i think a dlc in fallout 3 where it has kind of like a little slasher thingy like this with this kid with the sack yeah. and stuff like that so i'm like oh it kind of reminds me of this mm-hmm. guy i forgot his name in the fallout game but you know but i mean it seems interesting and stuff like that never really gravitated to it because maybe i think it's just you're you're so you're so demonic but then you got this sack where you're smiling nah (laughs) (laughs) i mean if there's any selling point Anna pack one does a really good job this is fresh from her doing rogue and x-men and she's in true blood and she's doing great at that time but her werewolf i guess uh scenario that's happening this whole time is great. It's out of nowhere. There's, there's a scene that just will take your breath away by a campfire. And a pack one can take my breath away as a werewolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, she will. She will in so many ways, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. We're getting down to the nitty gritty over here. So, Jake, I want so my number two. Um, I. It, again, it's 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 picked because it gave me that feeling, um, and I almost kind of brought it up a little bit earlier in the conversation. But since House on Haunted Hill, this has been the only other movie to actually make me jump, to actually scare me. Um, it is just a fantastically written movie. I thought it was very fresh, especially the fact that they use a lot of um, old school cheap tricks. Um, but they, it's 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 the it's the point to where they use it. It's how they used it and when they use it that really counted. Um, and while some movies fail in doing those tricks, I think this one did it very well. Um, it is the original uh, first part of the series of Insidious. Insidious, it's such a fantastic film. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Um, it was it was Ghost. And Ghost, again, have been just used and used and used and recycled. But I love how they did this because it's a phenomenon uh, based on a phenomenon that people actually feel that they have encountered before um with the whole uh what is it called um the the uh not projection uh, kind of what is what is that um astral projection astral yeah projection. astral projection you know? yeah. um so th- you know that's very it's very uh refreshing as it is but um the music um not so much the music but just like the tones the weird creepy like um uh uh, uh, uh just like 
I, I, I don't know the term for it. I really can't. But if you know what I'm talking about, you do. Um, it's just when something did happen, it wasn't just like a loud noise. It was like an actual like weird, creepy tune when something happened. Um, and um, certain scenes mm-hmm. and how they set it up to where like it was like kind of like a slow buildup. And then whether something happened or not, you know, um, it felt right. You know what I mean? Where like where some things don't have that same kind of buildup and it's just disappointing at the end i was not disappointed in this movie at all um and i will say i went into this movie with no expectations usually when when horror movies come out um they're just hyped up you know good example pet cemetery remake that movie was so fucking hyped up and was probably one of the most disappointing movies i've ever seen in my fucking life um just awful but insidious I, you don't even have to go on to the rest of the series. You really don't. It's just like The Conjuring. It's just one thing after another. It's just going on. It's just kind of building off of its success. Um, but Insidious did it right. It had great characters. It had scenes that you weren't expecting um, where you just see something there out of nowhere in pure conversation. You're just like, la, 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 la. And then, bam, you're like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? I feel incredibly <laughs> sorry for the lady who was sitting in front of me because I was just smashing the back of her fucking chair this entire because I thought it was a theater. And again, I'm never the one to jump. I don't get scared like that. But this movie was just frightening me one after the other. And I just kept kicking this lady's chair. Bro, I thought I was going to get smashed Poor in the lady. fucking face by the end. But, um,. <laughs> It's a great movie. Um, the acting's done very well. Um, I love the uh, aesthetic of it. Um, the color um, is just like, it's very faded. So it feels dead as you're watching it. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel bright. Um, and it's just a good movie. I liked it. Very classic. Go ahead, Jay. Take it from here. Well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've never watched this movie. I stood away from this movie because. I've heard so much things and, you know, once again, the tone of astral projection is fucking real. So, like, you know, stuff like that. There's just a certain type of maybe like, you know, because like I was telling Frank, um, oh, Sue, sorry, I shouted your government out. Like I was telling about, you know, like, it's OK. Jake does it all the time. <laughs> like, um, the stage names, damn it. No, um, but, but yeah, no, like, um. When I used to watch American Horror, I fell out at um, Asylum because it just, you know, started touching like a lot of, you know, some spiritual shit and stuff like that, you know. So I was like, yeah, stuff like that kind of does really creep me the fuck out. And I'm like, uh-uh. I, I'm, not, I'm not touching none of that. You get what I'm saying? So when I saw that, you know, it kind of bugged me out. And then it, 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 recently I seen the picture again with like the little Matt Darth Maul dude standing <laughs> behind him, like the little colored matte paint and stuff. And I'm like, no. Get off my screen, you get what I'm saying? I'll admit it, yeah, I'm a big wuss to certain stuff like that, you know? I could do horror to a certain extent, but when it comes to stuff like that, nah, I'm not with it. And then all I remember too, uh, my man Val talking about, you see like the dude on the piano, some shit like that. (laughs) But you can have at it, bro. This this is not for me. (laughs) All right, before I give my my, my thoughts on this real quick, um, Jay. Would you be a po- I know you're a very spiritual yeah. Um So I know sometimes a lot of this stuff is hard to talk about because I think we've all had our own um, instances or, or familiarities mm-hmm. with um, things like that. Um, no, I, I got another call. Would you be opposed? Yeah. You still with me? No. Oh. 
<laughs> Ooh, the fuckery was happening. All right, <laughs> I love it. He's coming. He's coming to get us. Um, uh, would you be opposed to doing a table talk conversation just about Ooh. paranormal occurrences, or is that too much? I mean, I no. I mean, I guess it would be therapeutic. I just don't. I don't want to get, bro. I, I like you said, <laughs> like you said there, there, there was a chapter in my life where I don't talk much I feel about you. where you know I feel just, you but I mean I, I probably would probably would yeah oh I'm he's 100% he's, down he's like, but you Jake I mean, yeah, I had to think about it twice I'm down <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about mm. that for another day, but I like that. I think yeah. that'd be therapeutic for you and me as well, too, because I've seen a lot of sh- shit in my life as well. But um, this movie hits home for me because, like, I-, I could talk shit about the James Wan fucking universe that he's made with The Conjuring and all his movies or whatnot, but this was the start of it. This was the apex of it right here, and I, I-, I love this movie. Me and mm. Jake, we were just talking about this not too long ago, how fantastic this movie was for being PG-13 as well too and how it scared the living Jesus out of everybody and stuff like that like uh, you were saying like music not necessarily but I'll say right now the music sets the tone for this whole entire movie and I think this is the reason why the other movies do not work whether it's the other Insidious sequels the Conjuring movies the Annabelle movies I just feel that there's something he does in this movie that's totally different. He mixes music and sounds, elements of that nature, with the scares. And it's not just a fucking jump scare. And I think that's what I hate about his other movies as well, too, is that every goddamn thing in his little Conjuring universe is a jump scare. Oh, don't turn behind you, because it's a jump scare. Oh, don't look that way, it's a jump scare. Oh, the character's looking out a window, it's a jump scare. Like, mm-hmm. that gets tiring after a while. I like the actual... Uh, mental fuckery that what fear is like this movie does that specifically well Jay you were just mentioning yeah. it right now where you saw a commercial you saw the, the face that Darth Maul face just appear behind somebody well that is one of the best scares the of this whole unexpected. entire movie of a simple conversation very much so just nothing a nothing conversation just having a regular conversation and then out of nowhere the mother sees this this demonic entity right not that the mother excuse me not the mother it's the no maid. she's like the, uh, the mother uh, or no the, the medium yeah the paranormal the paranormal the medium there you go she sees she sees the demon right in back and it's just so horrifying and it's a split second but it's so like out of nowhere and i think that's the best part about this movie right now there's a part that i love the most to me is one of my best scares of my favorite scares in the movie um it scared the shit out of my daughter scared the shit out of me when i first saw it um the date that i was on as well too when we first saw this movie as well too it's the scene where um uh the mother hears the baby monitor and she's hearing whispers like do it do it do it do it and you hear the baby cry and she's like what the fuck is going on and she goes upstairs she's having the baby monitor in her hand still and so she opens the door and inside the door you see like a faded individual just trying to scare the child and then march right forward to her and disappear it is scary <laughs> it still puts hair like my goosebumps right now like the hair is sticking up right now because it's so intense uh the scream that he makes in the baby monitor as well too like do it is so fucking creepy i love this movie from start to finish the actual 
projection using your uh, mind's eye, muchacho. It is so great in this movie. Um, they play off it so well. Um, the, 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 the purgatory realm that they're in is great as well, too. Trying to find yourself, trying to find a kid. Um, so many elements in this movie, so many demons that you could like play with in this movie as well, too. The, the creep factor alone is great. This movie is fantastic. If, if I had to choose any movie out of the Annabelles, the Conjurings, <laughs> and all that, the, the Nun, you know, um, this would be it right here. Ooh. This is the Apex. This is you did good. Right you here. did good. So good thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can end the podcast here before anything but that. <laughs> right, that's it. <laughs> it's never getting better than that. We're on to your number two, right? Oh. Ooh, um, no, it's very tough for me because one just resonates with Halloween, kind of like we were saying in the beginning. Then the other one just really genuinely kind of creeped me out and then I became a fan of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, I, I apologize, I'm doing this on the spot, but I'm going to have to go with number two. It is uh, The Grudge. I'm going to have to go with The Grudge, yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the grudge as my number yes. two because number one just yes. resonates well. Ooh, so, okay. Um, yeah. You know, you did me a lot of favors there. So go on. Yes. And <laughs> it, it, this is the 2004 <laughs> version with Sarah Michelle Gellar, like you know, not the the last one that came out with my son uh, Harold and Kumar. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> so yeah, you know, this is uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'll ask the Japanese residence expert here. How do you pronounce this genre, Jay? Because I know this is from Japan, like. Uh, this horror genre, I don't, I, I can't pinpoint the name, but I know it comes from that. So you know, I guess America. I don't know the director at the time, but you know, took a shot, and it turned out fucking phenomenal. You know, because I seen some of the like Japanese versions of The Grudge and stuff like that, and they were terrifying. So seeing the 2004 Sarah Michelle Gellar version, I was like, okay, you kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and then um. It's just a creep factor. What I, you know, as you said, Val, were you talking about the scream on the monitor, the noise, the music, and stuff like that, and insidious and stuff? They, you know, in, in 2004, I defy anybody to sit here and say they weren't creeped the fuck out by that uh, that fucking sound. You get what I'm saying? So it was just creepy, and then just seeing it coming down the stair, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that, and, you know, and then the little boy. Yeah. You know, so it, it just genuinely creeped me out, and not a lot. My number one did that, but you know, not a lot of movies do, do that. And this one also kind of messed with me. Like I would look around, I'm like, oh god, what's going on? And it, it was just very creepy. And then you know, the 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 way that they explain it sometimes when like a, a, a grisly murder happens or something like a curse is born, things of that nature. You know, it it, it, it was just spot on, very horror where. Where, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're washing your head in your freaking shower, like, you get scared. You know, naturally, some people get scared when they close their eyes in the shower. And just to feel the hand in the back of the head and stuff, that this, you know, kind of insidious and stuff like that, this ghost to curse whatever imprinted on her and followed her. It, it's, it's just fucking creepy as hell. So my number two is Rush. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, who, uh, you want to go first? Let me go first. Because... I, I, I've it. been trying to find room in my top five to put that movie because uh, it's just like you said, uh, one of my favorite, it, it, it's a fantastic movie. Um, yes, it has its faults. And I think the biggest thing that bugs me is that, again, it's another one of those fantastic stories, fantastic ideas, or American audience mm -hmm. has to be introduced to it. And we have to put the American in, in it because, you know, 
that, that that's the way that thing you know the the American, American has to be the heroine. <laughs> that's, that, yeah. <laughs> that's the part that bugs me about this movie. Um, but I love the old the old the old lady living in the house just getting oh, tortured yeah. by the fucking thing. <laughs> the whole time mm-hmm. is just like fantastic. But it is it uh, um, the original um, Japanese um, version is called Juon. Um, and um, it is it is a fantastic story. Um, it is a and they actually had it actually had a little um, mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. series uh, in Japan. Um, I don't know if anyone actually mm-hmm. got to that, but that shit was hard to watch. Inc- uh, no, they took it off. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Oh no! I, I Why would you do that? Halloween season. Um, but again, that was incredibly hard to watch because it. It, it, it's just there's just a lot of things in there that make it very difficult to watch but um anyway um the movie itself was like great what i love about it and it's something that i kind of noticed with several other movies mainly the ring the original ring um but it was like blue the whole time there was like this this weird blue <laughs> filter on the on the on the lens the entire time that just kind of gives it that ambience that kind of just like gruelly feeling every day and i felt like it was raining all the time i know it rained all the time in the ring like i don't think it ever not rained on, on any part of the movie in the ring um but um it's just it's just like like you said jay it's just you know the 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 kind of spirit that was born, you know, after the murder, after the death, like it was, it was creepy. It was truly creepy. And um, again, what I loved about this movie too, is that like mm-hmm. the death followed them. It wasn't just left at that one house, like it followed them. So like it fucked with them. And by the end of it, like you're just pulling your hair out. Cause it's like, bro, like there's just no saving. It's like once we're involved, we're involved. And then that's it. Um, it was a great pick. I love anyone who hasn't seen it. I, I would say, definitely watch it um it it hasn't has it aged well it doesn't recently um i would say it ages well um it has because Mm -hmm. they didn't use like anything cheap um they didn't use like any like stupid cgi or anything like that at least not that i can remember um and uh you know the 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 plot itself wasn't actually very bad um it, it all was right. overall pretty good. I did good. I did good. No, like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> it took me a while to like this version of the movie. I will say now I could watch it and enjoy it, but I really had a hard time in that mid, like, that 2000 to 2005 era of horror, like Jake is saying, where everything had a blue lens. I think of The Ring, this, Ghost Ship, you know, House of Wax, all these shits that came out. But I was just like, meh, because I knew there was like far other better movies out there. And I knew like Junon was like mm-hmm. so much better at the time. I remember seeing that movie and being scared. And I felt like this movie, like Jake said too, was like the, the, the watered down American version of of that classic, The Ring as well too, a ring you. Um, but I will say, like after a couple of years, and I rewatched it, I actually liked the movie. I think the only parts that I don't like the movie is Sarah Michelle Geller. I forget that Bill like, Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Pullman, bro, the president of the United States, the best speech in Independence Day, and he's this fucker in this movie. And Sarah Michelle Gellar, I just felt I never, I never bought into her character in any way. Wow. Like maybe <laughs> Buffy. That's about it. But she never it's did anything related. to me. Like, <laughs> or what's the other one? I know what you did last summer there too. Like that works. But like, 
everything else I really never cared for. So her in this like serious role, the American going to Japan, living life, I just didn't care for it. But everything besides that, like the central plot with、mm-hmm. you know the mother and her son and the abusive relationship that they were having. Like that was super interesting, super real. You know, someone that's been through abusive relationships with 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 their parents as well too. Not to go too deep into that, and to seeing that how, how that can be projected onto a child, you know, it, it it sparks up a lot of bullshit, and it resonates in me as well too. But I love this those scenes right there. I thought those are the, the most effective scenes.、Uh, of course, the iconic、uh, sounds as well too. The kids fucking <laughs> meowing for fucking some reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are creepy factors, and I did love that right there. So if you take like those、right. two elements out of the movie,、awesome. I think I forgot. I forgot that was the movie. movie a lot. Now you got me thinking. Now, 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 yeah. Thanks to y'all, now y'all got me talking about <laughs> thinking about Newcom. 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 That should have been his scene when he saw her close. Newcom. <laughs> and then, and then at the end, say, the day we remember our Independence Day. <laughs> In Japan. <laughs> what about what about your number two, brother? <laughs> um. This one you might stick your, your teeth into right here.、Um, this was already on your countdown, bro. So I'll just say it right here. My number two is the Rob Zombie Halloween.、Um, I know we talked about it already, but I absolutely love this movie、mm-hmm. from start to finish. I love the mask and how it's so like dirty and grungy and how he just doesn't care. I think that was that's what boggles me so much about Michael Myers. And I'm sorry for all the Michael Myers fans out there. They're, they're gonna fucking crucify me for this shit. He's supposed to be this like the shape, right? This 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 the entity that goes that through actual, life just like, murdering, right? Name, right? The, shape. the shape, yeah. Well, every fucking movie he cleans his fucking mask or something, <laughs> or does he go to like a department store and get a clean fucking mask or something? Like this is got this this is a murderous fucking hey, fool right here. His blood splatter all over the place, but he gets some time to go to the bathroom, clean himself up. Fuck you, no. <laughs> Right,、Word. fix fixing that little hair that's、exactly. on there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 one. Get that, that the fuck out of here with that William Shatner mask, okay? Bro, you you got the fresh clean mask, but then you got that toasty ass hair on top. <laughs> with the used overalls, with the overalls, mechanic suit, like. Like no, no. This is why I appreciate the Rob Zombie version. It's a dirty mask. It's a dirty suit. He stole everything. He found things. He's everything he's using. He's basically picking up. Like everything is just like tunnel vision. He doesn't care to go to the bathroom and change. He doesn't care to fucking put a、uh, clean up his mask or anything like that. No, he is brutality personified. He goes through life looking for one single thing, and that is to see his sister, and possibly kill her. It's not really mentioned、he、that much because、hug. you see in those、that's、final scenes where he、yeah. just—he's happy that he's there with her because that's his <laughs> exact. 
That's it. Straight up. That's what all these little bastards want these days before they fucking do fucking murder sprees. They want to hug and shit like that. Well, there you go right here. Michael just wanted a hug from his sister. And I get it. Cool. Rock on. But before all that stuff right there, he's just a savage. And I think I love that part about him. The brutality of Michael Myers in this movie is so fantastic. The cast is fantastic. Every member of this cast means something. There is there is some significance to every single person in this movie. And that's why I love Rob Zombie movies. It's because he has a central cast and he does right by them. There's no wasted motion. There's no wasted fucking role. Everybody means something in his movies. That takes a lot of balls because you're not trying to be a yes man, but you're trying to show your cast that you appreciate them. From the <laughs> smallest role to the biggest one. You know, Brad Dorf didn't need to be a fucking sheriff. No, but he had great fucking lines and he was a fucking dad and you felt like that 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 need to protect your daughter in that movie i love that fucking scene right there that resonates to me the fact that you as a father feel vulnerable because something attacked your daughter bro that fucking sh that shakes me to my fucking core right there uh not with that you have the mental instability uh, uh of uh, oh i always her forgot name? her name um yeah. jamie lee Curtis character uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, damn it it just I, no. I just lost it hey, we're gonna call her damn it but her 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 um mental instability in the movie as well too is just crazy as well and you know just how broken she feels by the end of the movie is just so crazy that final scene where she shoots Sorry. him right in the Sorry, fucking bro. head is crazy like uh Lori Strode there we go she just it it, it is it is magic every part of this movie and the music there's not like a rob zombie soundtrack no the music is this very dark gritty narrative that just takes you through the movie as well too um i love it i, I think this is a a great movie people who talk shit about this movie i don't give a fuck whatsoever uh, even with the last halloween movie that came out but bro me and my daughter laughed throughout their whole way with that movie i know it's fucking loyalists that love that movie as well I mean, too. you got some people bro, that like h2o no. halloween so, rob zombie like... fucking fantastic bro. <laughs> yeah <laughs> josh hartnett's hair josh was just hartnett. the best thing about that movie <laughs> no but yeah bro I, I figured this was gonna be on your uh list because i know you love rob zombie and i know you're like a horror aficionado so i i, I just was waiting for the number but you know, I'm kind of waiting for your number one as well. And Jake's, of course, you know, but like, I, I, I want to see, cause I know you love a lot of Rob Zombie movies. So, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good shit right there. Jake, do you have any caveat yeah, to put no, on no, that I right there before you want to turn number one? I think we all collectively agree. And if anything, we might've changed some people's mind about the, oh, movie, yeah, about the way we've talked about it. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it needs yeah, to be, it I, needs I love to that you guys are so passionate about it, you know. So I, th I think you definitely did, you know, yeah. hit some points where some people will watch it and probably go back. All right, Jake, you have any honorable mentions um, that you want to mention before you're number do. one? Um, not very many, um, but like just some quick mentions. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to yes. um, From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn um, was, is, I would consider it a horror flick um, because I want to say it's um, Quentin Tarantino's maybe first attempt at a horror flick. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I mean, uh, it, it had a great cast. It had a fantastic cast and it had a fantastic um, people, you know, working in the movie in the movie you know as far as like the costumes the gore the blood um anyone has never seen it never heard about it 
um, it's just about uh, two uh, vigilantes, uh, not vigilantes, uh, two felons who are basically trying to work their way into Mexico. And so they hijack a family um, and, you know, make them, take them, get them through the border to Mexico. Um, and before their stop, um, or yeah, before their final stop in Mexico, they stop at a bar in Mexico, and not all bars are like this. So um, it's 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 a, uh, it's a <laughs> we bar. all got all type of. <laughs> not every bar is like a titty twister. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they get locked into a bar that's filled with vampires, which probably one of the strangest mm-hmm. takes on vampires mm-hmm. I have ever seen. Um, uh, if I had never heard the term vampires, I just would have thought they were like some kind of demons. Um, but um, it's got fantastic acting. Uh, it's got great pacing. It's uh, got all the action, the horror in there that you need. Some kind of redemption. Um, that one woman in there is just like absolutely stunning and beautiful. Um, yeah. The one that dances with the snake. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit, I just realized that. Um, I had no idea um yeah so that's going to be my first honorable mention my second one um is going to be the return of the living dead uh comedy uh zombie movies if anyone hasn't seen any of those those are fantastic um which is strange because i love zombie movies but there's not one zombie movie that is on my top list because zombie movies as 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 great as they are um as much as i love the phenomenon of zombies there has not been one zombie movie that has really done it for me they always fail, and and I th- and I think it's because they're only t- yeah, at, at the most two hours long. So there's only mm-hmm. so much you can do with a zombie flick. You know what I mean? Where I want more, like I want to see death just like extended. And Walking Dead did that for me for a while until it stopped. Um, but uh, yeah, the Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I-, I believe it's the Return of the Living Dead. Um, they're a comical zombie series um, that are just hilarious. They're super 80s. They're super B-movies. Um, <laughs> Send more paramedics. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie so much. <laughs> the fucking two dudes dying in the morgue. They're like, oh! <laughs> it's just the greatest thing. And it's like, I think the zombies are spread by like some weird kind of like chemical gas or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but it is just a fantastic um, movie. Um, and then Creepshow. If, if it's any anthology that you need to watch during um, Halloween, it's the Creepshow series. Um, they're very original stories. Uh, I know the original Creepshow um, had worked with like Stephen King as well as like uh, some other um, well-known um, horror writers. Um, they're, they're not so much scary except for like the one with the monster in the box. That one was just fucking. <laughs> that one's just. That one just gets me on a, a different level. Um, but uh, really fun to watch. And um, oh, sorry, one more. My last one is I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Fright Night. Fright Night. Both the original and the remake are both fantastic movies. The story's very well written. Um, uh, the the second one actually paid great homage to the original while still being its own kind of. Um, while still being its own movie but the original um you have to catch the original on halloween like that is the one classic movie that i always have to watch um on halloween is fright night because it's fun it's silly um but it's dark and you know it kind of gives you a sense of helplessness um and you know no one that you can trust because you're in it and all alone all um, right movies i love it i love it i love it jake um I- i'm gonna fat check you on one thing before i give mine real quickly dust till dawn 
Fun fact, wasn't Quentin's first movie whatsoever. Actually, he didn't direct that either. Mm. He screenplayed it and he starred in it, but that was directed oh, by Robert right. Rodriguez. Why you gotta make people totally feel small? Did him <laughs> no, but... No, people... Nah, people always do that. People always say like, oh, you know, Quentin Tarantino directed Dustin <laughs> Dawn and stuff like that. And I know that's one of his biggest things. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but all those you movies that you mentioned right. are all better yeah, than House of Haunted Hill the Remake. So I appreciate you, Jake. <laughs> um... I will, I will um, say that uh, Return of the Living Dead is an all-time classic. I love that movie right there. You kind of have a thing about zombie movies. That's why I didn't put it in my top 10. as well, top 10, top 5. Maybe in a top 10, they would be there. But zombie movies are kind of by paint by numbers. So you already know what's going to happen. But if I had to put a few zombie movies mm-hmm. up there, uh, Shaun of the Dead, bro. Yes. Shaun of the Dead is yes. a fucking classic. Yes, it is. You know what? And what Shaun of the Dead does very well um, is... While it's very comical and, um, you know, that's how it's kind of written, Mm -hmm. it is really gruesome and it is very, like, serious when it needs to be, Um, especially towards the end. Like, towards the end, it, Mm -hmm. like, gets fucking depressing, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, when you're off the dad, stepdad. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's it's a great movie. I can't believe, but again, I see it more as a comedy. But yeah, that is, like, my all-time favorite uh, zombie movie. I will put oh, Sweeney no. Todd up there because that's a great horror musical. <laughs> he loves talking about Apocalypse. That's a very fun. Barbara. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because a, a, a demon Barbara. Barbara. A demon Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> a demon Barbara on Fleet Street. It will is fucking scary. Yes, I will. You never, bro. That you never shit gets scary. And they fucking just do that nice little shave with a knife right next to your fucking uh, word. Yes. Like. <laughs> Any moment they can end your life. Any bad day, their wife left them. They can't pay rent. Oh, you so know, good. shit goes yeah, you, down. You're the doctor's lost. Mercy. Some bullshit that happens. Bro, you're dead right there. Fuck that. That is scary. <laughs> That's a lot of trust you're giving somebody. I don't know. A demon Barbara sounds scarier than a fucking demon Barbara. I'm waiting for um, uh, a Barbara Streisand remake of, uh, <laughs> of A Star is Born, but like A Star is Fallen. <laughs> demon Barbara. No. I also got to put um, no, Mercy. Perfect. Have you guys ever seen Mercy? You, you'll probably understand. Uh, the, it's, uh, I think, Kathy Bates. And uh, the biggest scene out of that movie is where that's she, um, oh, that's she takes a sledgehammer from my man um, and bed his fucking, legs and breaks um, it. Uh, um, is that the writer uh, that she's obsessed with him? And she keeps... Misery, misery, misery. Yeah. Misery, fool. Ah. <laughs> misery, excuse me, misery. Boom. Thank you. See, you fact-checked I me. I don't know why we don't Cujo, have that on yeah. our fucking list right there. Misery is a great fucking movie. Cujo know, as well, Cujo. too. I don't know about Cujo. I know. Half the movie great. takes a place. Rinted half motherfucker is trying to her kill you. Fucking car, like no. <laughs> you know how scary that is. The kid has asthma, okay, having heart well, palpitations in the back. Fault. It's great. Not mine. I don't have to. I don't have to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're not a parent. So. <laughs> If your fucking bearded lizard was back there <laughs> having an asthma attack, you go crazy oh, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go on. Go 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 for it, Jay. No, cause I... 
I'm so done. I, um, I love your beer, Lizard, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good movie, but good. if you want to see a personification or a portrayal of just exquisitely exquisite vampires, 30 Days a Night, my man Marlo is a fucking beast. So that's the only reason why I'm going to give it, you know, an honorable mention because they do up the vampires in there. So that's about it for that movie. You know, Marlo does it for me and stuff. And he has like an epic line, you know, uh, humans just try to destroy things that they don't understand and stuff like that. That's that's always resonated with me, that line. So 30 Days a Night. Um, zombie movies, I like 28 Days Later. You know, 28 Days Later is fucking epic, phenomenal. Um, I've always been into the zombie genre. Um, mm-hmm. The new Dawn of the Dead with um, my son... Uh, Vince Rain, Vince Rain, right? That's that's him, Vince Rain. Yeah, yeah. That that one was cool. Vince so Rain, yeah. Vince Rain, you know, just being. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was more fun. It was. Than it anything. was fun. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what it was for me. You know, being stuck in the mall and then just seeing the little that little zombie lady. But prior to that, you got the zombie fat lady. <laughs> little zombie baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bro, that always scares yeah. me. I always feel oh. bad for her. <laughs> Just a small caveat to, on your 28 days later. Oh, thing. yeah. 28 weeks oh later has God. the best opening <laughs> yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, yo, when my oh, man dips yo, his wife. He ran better than Forrest Gump could. Bro, my right man was like, oh, out. <laughs> 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 I can find another one of you. <laughs> Yo, know, I'm done, bro. That, that, I, I forgot about that whole word. He was out. Um, yeah, 28 days later, 28 weeks, um, 30 days a night. Um, one movie that scared the living bejesus out of me. It, 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 I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it scared the bejesus out of me, just the concept. Because we know there's a lot of movies, there's a lot of shows about it. Even Bullrat made, made fun of it. I come for your tears, Gypsy. It's thinner. It's thinner, bro. Thin, thinner, th- thinner just scared the shit out of me with this gypsy. <laughs> yeah, thinner's a great on movie. This guy that just hit, you know, I, well, who was it that he hit and he just swept it under the rug? Um, I, yeah, I forgot what it was. And he's just like thinning out, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I forgot the name, but yeah. On, so that terrified the hell out of me. It made me afraid of gypsies even more, bro. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, <laughs> So I have to say thinner. Another another movie where I I would just probably say honorable mention, but it's just it's just now that I look at it, it's just more fudged up, and I don't know why I would sit through those movies. Um, it it, it just has to be, you know, we're talking about Halloween, we're talking about scary shit. It has to be hostile. Hostile's just fucked up on so many levels. So so, but I, I look at myself now like. Who are you? Why did you say that? Oh, a good movie. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, like, but. <laughs> <laughs> right? Eating your popcorn, drinking your drink. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's part of the, yeah, the, the so torture porn genre right there. That's all, I think it was that, you know, all like, those good movies. Uh, when we, we, we all spent most of our childhood, you know, with our friends in the theaters, you know. So that was the thing for us. We always go see scary movies. So I think that's what it was. It was just more to hang out with the fellas and stuff. But, yeah, those are my honorable mentions for, for me. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Before we get to our Alrighty. number ones, we're going to take a quick break because this is about to. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? 
Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world with quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao and we are back okay fellas it's time to give our number one prime so let's go ahead jake start us off the anticipation has been built up. What is your number one for the Halloween time? I'm probably going to kill the anticipation. People probably people are going to hate me, but, you know, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My number one horror flick um, is, is let's just throw it out there, it's Silent Hill. Why is my number one Ooh. horror flick Silent Hill? For many reasons. Because when, as a gamer, that was the one game, even more so than Resident Evil, that scared the living hell out of me because it was scary. It was creepy, you know? Um, and it was very psychological. It was very thrilling. So to be able to actually see that come to life on the screen was just everything that I needed. Did it scare me? Absolutely not. Um, but it was very... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you said point. it. <laughs> go, go, you know, I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose, right? But no, like, I think it does what it needs to do as a horror film. Um, while I can handle it, especially because, like, I'm used to that. Like, I know what Silent Hill is and I know what to expect. For, but for those who have never played Silent Hill, for those who have never dealt with it, like, they might feel uncomfortable with it. You know, they might be grossed out by what it does. And, you know, again, the main villain in there is humans. Humans are the ones who are like the, 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 the ones to be afraid of in this, um, in this series. But like the, the music that was added in uh, was the music straight for the games. Um, and where the music was placed in each scene was just beautifully done. Um, and there's like a weird, uh, a weird sense of tranquility in certain parts in certain areas that just makes it like kind of calming and soothing, like, which is what you kind of need, um, in a horror film is there needs to be that one breath of air that one you know moment where okay i can breathe you know wow you kind of get yourself together and that happens in here um 
And what I love about this horror film was that everything was costume, everything was designed. Um, there was very little little CGI in this, and that's what I feel like kills a lot of new age horror flicks. Is there's just too much CGI done? There's just too much animation that's done, um, too much use of a uh, of, of digital effects. When this was like uh, just costume change, like and when they were switching over to the to the other world, I learned that. They literally had to go and tear shit up. Like after building a set, then they had to go and tear it up and film it being t- torn up in order for that to work. Like I loved it. It was done with a very small budget, um, but I think it still made it work. It's a very much a B movie, but Silent Hill is just—it's a—it's a really creepy story. Um, there's a lot of real life. Um, issues that what makes it a scary story, and um, that's why I think it is the most successful video game uh, movie adaptation of a video game. Um, and I think everybody should watch it. I think everyone would thoroughly enjoy it. It's a B movie, but it's an A in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you want to have at it, or you, no? Uh, go, go for it. Go, go for I, it. <laughs> I, I mean. I don't want to sit here and say nothing bad about it because I think I think I just enjoyed it to a certain extent. Like he said, it was, like Jake said, it's you know just to add on to what you said, where you know nowadays we have a lot of CGI's. You know, like yes, I'm a geek. I follow this Middle Earth page of Lord of the Rings on Instagram. So you know, there was <laughs> no wrong with that. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were comparing um, the orcs of past to the orcs of now, and they were like, you know, costumes are better compared to CGI. So this is a movie that shows us as well. You know, because sometimes costume definitely adds more realism that you can't get from cgi so i would i don't want to say it but i'll probably hurt some feelings i'll just go as far to say it's laziness you get what i'm saying it's laziness where they just sit here and say as opposed to having all the manpower and all stuff like that turned down stages oh let me just do a cgi you get what i'm saying so i would go as far as saying it's laziness but i mean overall it's pretty fucking creepy because you know she's She's sitting here trying to save her daughter, so she goes to this faith healer, but in going to the faith healer, the town, she drives through a portal, which at the end, she's stuck in this altar realm. You get what I'm saying? Kind of like Matthew McConaughey behind the bookshelf. So it's kind of like, <laughs> that, just, that just creeped me out, because, you know, it's like, it, it, it's some real life shit, because, you know, how people sit here and say sometimes, like, you know, where, oh my God, I got a whiff of perfume with somebody, or, or you know, somebody that, you know, passed away in your life, you get like that whiff of their smell or something. It just kind of makes you think like some alternate dimension shit, you know? So, it, it, and it was, and it had one of the most terrifying scenes that I black out still to this day. And damn it, Jake, for reminding me of this when they burned Sybil. Oh my God. Like, yeah, that was oh, just no, no, bro. No, I, it, 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 Jake, you're so messed up now for that. But, <laughs> like, <Sorry>. you know. <laughs> And the alarm, you know, because that's how it is in the game where the night comes, you hear the alarm ringing and stuff like that. It was it was a great adaptation. Um, as I would probably have to agree with you. I think out of the video games one, I I mean, not many come to mind, but this one. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great pick, honestly, bro. I, I won't lie, bro. I know Val's probably going to shred it to pieces, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't take that garbage. <laughs> exactly. I like how you're giving me shit. You're like, sure. the original was better, but was the original even in your honorable mentions? No, sir. Thank you. So he's he's over here with his 19 freaking I wasn't born grotesque films. Where <laughs> cardboard cutouts in front of the screen. They got to okay. They got to use actual. Vienna sausages for guts and stuff. <laughs> 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 
I'm waiting. I'm waiting for his uh, number one pick to be the blob. Right, bro. I will say this straight up. If you want some real criticism, like some today criticism, <laughs> this movie had the ability to do what Resident Evil fans wanted with the Resident Evil films. They wanted some realistic approach to the actual content right mm-hmm. the way that resident evil departed so bad from the actual video game and video game scripts mm-hmm. um silent hill could have really marched beat by beat and it would have been a successful franchise in my opinion the fact that they had the ability to do it but they kind of went their own direction shows that they didn't have that much faith in the content whatsoever which is stupid because silent hill has a lot of story to it um i agree with you that the practical effects could have been a lot better in this movie and the cgi wasn't the best in this movie either um i feel like the main characters weren't the best either i think this this deserved a strong female protagonist and you didn't get that in this movie in my opinion um I do think it has a soul. This movie does have a soul. It has some elements of the game which I do love. The fog, the bells, the town. I love all that. I think that right there is great. But I think some of the human elements in this movie are just boring. Like a little boring in my opinion. I feel like, and, and the biggest thing, Jake, you made it yourself. It didn't scare you. It's not a scary movie, and the game is horrifying. Like, there are mm-hmm. parts that make you fucking jump. Like, I would be upset if they made a Parasite Eve game and it turned out to be like this, where it was just like straight direct to DVD. Because this is what it kind of felt like, like a straight direct to DVD movie. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's just when you think of Silent Hill, you have expectations. And then when people looked at Resident Evil, they had great expectations they were forgiving with the first one they were even forgiving with the second one with nemesis they were like well you kind of have things here but after that they just said fuck you and like i felt like (laughs) and i i feel like silent hill had a chance to really rectify that to really take a franchise and just like grab and say hey guys like this is us and silent hill kind of needed that because at that point too the games weren't really no. grossing anything whatsoever they needed the mm-hmm. pick me up and i blame konami for that because konami is evil company but and they have their hands too in this fucking movie as well too Amy so konami. yeah, yeah <laughs> e- evil konami straight up and that's why silent hill right now is a slot machine in vegas that's about it unfortunately but but i i really feel like this has a soul somewhere in this movie so I can appreciate that. And you know what? There's a there's a chance for that soul because there's a lot of talks of the original director like re reapproaching this movie with what should have been done. There's a lot of talks about that. Mm. There's a lot of talks about making it uh, scarier as it should have been. Um, mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> Yeah, because because he had no part in the second one, and if and if guys, if you do try to look up this movie, please stay away from the second movie. Um, it is just garbage. <laughs> like the again, at least the first one has a soul. The second one was just like it was just like that one was just pure like no. Um, it was basically the slot machine version come to life on a fucking movie. Um, but 
there's a chance there's a light at the end of this tunnel because with everything that's gone right with Resident Evil as far as you know the games and you know uh, new life into the films and Silent Hill's gonna try and go for it and that's what I'm waiting for and that's what I want to see because again it's on my number one pick because I absolutely love it I absolutely love it. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I loved everything about it. Um, yes, I had problems with it. No, it didn't scare me as I thought it would have. But um, there's a chance for it. And, and I'm hoping I get that chance. And this is the guy saying he doesn't like Sweeney Todd. But I like <laughs> no, Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you see, like, I, I, I can't knock you too much on this movie because no. I don't think it's the movie's fault. What's the director's mm-hmm. fault? I believe... It's Konami number one because it took five years to get the rights from Konami to fucking get this movie in production. And then the studio as well, too, because when they first try to get the screenplay for this movie, basically what happened is they turned it down saying that there were not enough male protagonists in this movie or male um, machismo-ness in this movie. And I'm glad he stuck with what he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still get that male-centric character. My man, what's his name? Boromir, right? Um, uh, Sean oh, yeah. Bean, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's in it, but like he's not essential whatsoever. He's just like a phone call away. Where'd you go? I can't hear you anymore. <laughs> like, but like, I, I feel like the director really wanted to do something with this movie. And I felt like the creep factor was there. This could be a very, I wouldn't say film franchise, but if you gave this like a 10 episode or 13 episode series, bro, this would knock this out of the park. This would be great. Leave you um, at the edge of your seat, anticipating each episode, not knowing what's going to happen. Or if you're fans for the game, having that fan service, this could be very successful. Give it to a Netflix. Give it to a Hulu. They'll fucking knock this shit out of the park. But I think the the movie series and I think even the game series to some extent is flawed only because of, there's no direction. There's no direction from the big studios. There's no direction from Konami. There's no direction to, to make it successful. I think they're coasting on the idea of its name from one and two, and that's about it. And that's what's really sad about it, because I feel like there's more meat on the table for, for us to enjoy. Mm, no, I, I, I'm not mad at this pick at all. I actually like it. But the, the thing is, I said, is like I actually suppressed it. But like you said, you know, we've seen uh, people. I mean, it's a genre, but I mean, we've seen success with Lovecraft. Maybe we could see, like like Val said, uh, a series. I think a series would be phenomenal for this. You know, then maybe mm. with the success or wherever it goes, you know, maybe you could do it a film adaptation. I'm not going to shit on the film completely because I did enjoy it, you know, and I think it was just that 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 factor of playing the game and stuff like that. So it, it's not a horrible film honestly like but it does and like uh, Val said maybe it could just be too much you know five years to get in the script all that stuff by that time you as a director you're tired you get what I'm saying like oh well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> right? gonna put out whatever <laughs> yeah like you know so can we, I ask a question yeah um the pyramid head is that originally from Silent Hill or, or Resident Evil uh, no Silent that's too. Silent Hill too yeah so Resident Evil stole that in their fucking movie as well too. What was the last one that came out? Uh, Apocalypse or some shit like that. Yeah, pyramid head in there. I mean, I they s- had yeah. two pyramid heads uh, clashing. Oh, well, I, bro! I, no, that was that was me. no, that was that was the second Silent Hill movie. No, no, I, I'm look it up, Google it. I believe I'm seeing your girl Mila Jovovich, whatever her name is, <laughs> um, fighting between two pyramid heads. Let me see here. Um, what but, movie was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of the later ones. It's one of the later Resident Evil. Was it Retribution? It, it oh no, been. that was the final. Oh yeah. Um, wait. Because I see, Res- I believe I see the axe dude from Resident Evil Four, but I know Paramount is from Silent Hill. Like that's what I'm thinking as well too. Yeah. And did they even incorporate Pyramid Head in the second one or in the first one? Uh, what do you mean? 
The movies. The movies. He was in both. Okay. Okay. But he, was he that prolific? I remember the nurses, the little fucking like blind ones. Yeah. They were they were big in that movie. They were, they were. You see that right there is a great starting segue, fucking pyramid head. Uh, a character that's iconic among Silent Hill and the video game community. You go mm-hmm. started off with there, bro. Like I don't know what the fuck you're looking at, because I can't see what the hell you're looking at. Uh, maybe it is the axe person yeah, that I'm the, seeing right yeah, here. Yeah, because that, that axe dude popped up in Resident Evil 4, I think, if I'm not mistaken. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's probably so them that, that, yeah, okay. that's their ripoff of Pyramid Head, yeah. You're that makes sense, then. That is a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, So, uh, mm. knowing that, Jake, I'll give you some props right there. Because, like I said, I have a soft spot for, for Silent Hill. I think it, it should severely be better than what it is right now. Mm. So, the fact that he even got this far into a, a movie... I give it that credit, so I'm not gonna shit on that. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, you're good. next. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> good, pick. Yeah. No. good pick. Um, my number one. You probably. You, I'm probably gonna get some more heat over this one. Uh, uh, as as regards to Jake, my number one. I don't remember the year it came out. Let me just Google it real quick. You know, it's terrible. I'm sitting here trying to give information, and I don't even know the the year. But my number one because we're talking about you know it, it resonates with Halloween as we like to say. You know, Halloween, like to scare yourself, trick or treat goes with Halloween, everything. It's just like one vicious cycle, everything just all bundled up. So when I think about Halloween, I think about Soul. So number one for me has to be the Soul franchise, the Soul film. Possibly not all the franchise, but like, you know, the first few ones. So on my uh, horror list, I have to go with Soul because a lot, I have a lot of memories with it. You know, with the fellas going every Halloween around every time, watching it and stuff like that. But then also, it just genuinely, genuinely, genuinely bugged me the fuck out. Because I remember watching this film for the first time, then going into my house, like, looking back. Like, I was like, yo, I don't want no pig face and little tricycle dude coming up on me. Like, nah, you know, we got... So it genuinely bugged me. And I will not lie. If you do that in any type of film, whatever it is, a game, a film, or whatever... For me, at least, yo, you, you hit it out the park, you know? And there are some parts where, uh, for example, one part that resonates with, with the attic, you know, like they, they, they you know, of course, all put people in fucked up situations to re, uh, be rehabilitated and stuff like that. So they kind of take your weaknesses, your flaws or whatever. Jigsaw uses them against you to see how much you really want to live, et cetera, et cetera. And especially where, you know, they, he threw, I think it was the key or something in the in the pool of needles for the fiend and stuff like that to just try, mm-hmm. try to it's find part two. The, the part two. Yeah, to try, that was it was so debilitating and fucked up when I saw it. Like, I'm like, damn, wow, really, bro? Like, you know, because I mean, we as humans, sometimes, you know, we have not, you know, we have some vices that we need to break and it's hard. So imagine something like that where you're in the fight for your life or survival mode and you see something like that. You know, so that really resonated with me. And just the first one was just very psychological torture and stuff like that, where, you know, it always had a plot twist as well. That's why I enjoyed it. And I, I, it resonates with Halloween. So I have to go Saul. Y'all probably could tear it up, you know? <laughs> I mean, for number one for me is Saul. No, nah, yeah. I won't tear this movie up whatsoever. <laughs> I think the first the first three Sauls are great. Um, I, I, I personally love the second one a little bit better because I have good memories of you guys watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican tossing them into the, tossing the chicken to the needles. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, carving the number from the back of his head that was great as well too um the first one you know what i will say i didn't like the first one until like maybe a f- four or, or three years ago mm-hmm. when i rewatched it again and i really needed to take my headspace out of it because 
it's really like a noir horror film like a crime and an investigation mm-hmm. film like if if you want to take like our imitations is the best form of flattery it reminds me beat by beat almost from seven and i love seven seven's a oh, fucking yeah, great yeah, movie and it, it does take away uh take from that movie a lot especially with the gluttony and the lust and all those things as well to all the vices mm-hmm. but i think on on the gore level and the savagery it's just fantastic i do love the fact that we get to see like you know him giving these victims a chance for redemption in a way like yes you need to mm-hmm. cause yourself some bodily harm to to get it but you know, like will yourself. they won't they yeah. purging yourself exactly mm-hmm. and i i do love it i think though that that first movie it does not get enough credit i mean <laughs> that ending is just fantastic it's one of the best mm-hmm. endings in cinematic history Facts. just him popping off from the floor at the end and just saying <laughs> game over and close the door yeah. like yeah no one expected that shit for real bro nobody in the theater because i've been watching the theater I'm like, what? My man was there the whole time, bro. Like, nah, you gotta be effed up in the head. And then it was just like the the, the trials he put him through. Because I remember, you know, the key in the back of the eye with the bear trap or some shit. Yeah. And then um, I think there was a dude where the combination to the lock was written all over the wall, just a bunch of numbers. And all they had was like a little lighter and covered in gasoline or lighter fluid or something like that. Like, I think it was. And I'm like, wow, bro. The, the, like like I said at the beginning, you have to make me feel helpless. And that shit made me feel helpless. <laughs> like, so. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jake? I'm all in for this pick. Um, I don't think I ever got past the second one, only because um, I think they just became like harder to watch, like mm-hmm. I mean, harder to find. Oh, they're, um, they're, they're hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, even my favorite band, actually, they did. Uh, they had one of their uh, jams um, in the, uh, I think it's part four um, uh, on their soundtrack. So I was like, oh, good for them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I totally enjoy this pick because uh, a lot of people do associate Jigsaw with um, Halloween and with horror because um, that's what it is. And like you said, it's it, there's a sort of human um, uh, uh, rele- relevance and um, uh, like a reality check kind of thing mm-hmm. in there too. Um, and you know, it's in a very ironic way. The um, I want to say the. Uh, topic of the movie or like you know uh, uh of the franchise's life you know mm-hmm. how much do you appreciate life you know what oh, i mean yeah. um how much are you willing to, to to go to prove that you know you don't take your life for granted um mm-hmm. you know kind of stuff like that so it, and it, it's a very kind of twisted kind of way and i love it i do uh, eventually i do want to watch like all the movies and um i know i do know like it's pretty gnarly um i just <laughs> never got past the second one because again i just they were they were hard for me to find so i never you know get to watch them and i and i think jake hits the nail on the head that that's why it was so such a good uh it had a success the first few films you know it because it was kind of like fight or flight you get what i'm saying like what are you gonna do when it comes down to the nitty-gritty how bad do you really want to live you know so i think mm-hmm. it was kind of like that like and, and you know like when you get that adrenaline rush fight or flight and i think that's why it was a success as well bro you know and and legit I, it, it did spook me for a few months where i had to look behind my back i ain't gonna lie bro because it was some real life stuff like we said we've been saying through the whole podcast you know especially growing up i mean times now you know in new york city you got some crazy ass dudes you know people whatever so it, it did bug me bro i won't lie i used to look over my back so that's why it's my number one <laughs> like, oh i love it man you got danny glover in that movie too danny glover's the man <laughs> uh, but what i did love uh frank is how you pointed out um the you know because it's also kind of like a detective kind of work movie and and that 
uh, I thoroughly enjoy those kind of stories where it's like, you know, you have uh, the person in distress while at the same time, you know, you're watching the detectives try and solve the case and work on the case. And this is kind of like weird. And I don't know how else to explain this, but like one thing that I've always found like very intriguing and fascinating to me, um, is, and it kind of goes into that uh, that sense of um, uh, helplessness, uh, Jay, that you were that, that that you were talking about. But it's like while you're watching all these people in distress, it's amazing to see like how on other scenes you just see life going on around them you know like things are happening you know people are continuing to live you know people you know your next scene is the detectives you know just there enjoying a coffee in a coffee shop while these people are fucking locked in Mm -hmm. you know damn basement trying to fucking survive in less than a minute you know what i mean like that that is always just again it goes to that sense of of helplessness where it's like fuck they're fucked you know (laughs) you're you're there you're especially when you like when you have them looking outside you know they're able to see life outside and see things continue to go on Mm -hmm. but they're stuck in in this kind of hell it's just it's a very weird uh mentality that i that i just love yeah no i feel you it um it's very psychological and that f's with you you know um, very there's, much there's another movie that i'm trying to remember that, i mean that maybe came out recently and they tried to do something like that wasn't that good i don't know if it was something along with like dark room dark web or something i don't know i don't know what it was but it, i think it was a movie where like it was some dark web shit and people would get an adrenaline rush to go check out the nonsense that's going on and stuff like that was it called Dark Web? Or I don't know if you guys even It could know. be. Yeah, like, be. so I felt like they were trying to do something like that, but it's like, nah, you didn't capitalize on what Jigsaw was, you know? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, like, honestly, great, great that's, yeah. <laughs> a- any franchise that has Donnie Wahlberg as, like, the main character for the first, like, four movies? Yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot Donnie Wahlberg was in that. <laughs> it's good uh, shit. It's great. really good shit. <laughs> The lesser known Wahlberg, but still a good <laughs> Wahlberg. <laughs> but all right, so we're down now, to your number one, right? Yeah. Mm, let's it's see. It's not let's as fantastic see. as your guys, bro. It's the Blob. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm <laughs> watch, watch it be like when a stranger calls or something, killer, Jay. Oh, I hate that movie so from much. Eight-legged freaks. American Werewolf in Paris. That That is a great movie. How dare you? (laughs) That's on my honorable mention as well, too. How dare you? That's a great movie. Um, All right. So you were saying um, how Saul is one of your favorite movies, and I was saying as well, too. Wait, sorry for for cutting you off. Did we get your honorable mentions, or am I bugging? Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, okay. I just ran by them. (laughs) Okay. Um, imitation is the best form of flattery sometimes, and I feel like this movie pays homage to the films of the 1970s and early 1980 um, hitchhiker slasher movies, which I do love a lot. Um, this movie is very near dear to me, and our boy Jay kind of sniffed me out already with um, this brand, this genre, this director, because I do have a fascination from the death of the macabre and everything that this director does as well, too. This movie stars a who's who's of cast, as we mentioned before, in all his films, but this film is the one that kick-started his own genre. This film mashes films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets The Hills Have Eyes. This film pays homage to movies like um, the Last House on the Left, which mm-hmm. I love as well, too. This movie is House of a Thousand Corpses. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 I mean, uh, great, great pick, bro. Yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> this movie from the from the trailer to the actual poster to the the the, the word of mouth of this film it's a real throwback to the original films from the 60s and 70s and they are not going to make films like this anymore i guarantee you we live in a culture and society where if they were to smell this movie right now they would try to ban it as much as possible this movie plays with so many different macabre things such as death murder rape um lunacy Sodomy. Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> cut right there. <laughs> 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 oh, this movie stars Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Sherry Moo Zombie, Karen Black, and a who's who of characters. Man, this movie um, is about a central family that is all types of fucked up, that kidnaps, that rapes, that murders, that just sews people together for art this family makes um the manson family seem like fucking jesus in a way see like like bible fucking uh, huggers in a way um it also stars this cast of geeky nerdy characters that are going around doing sideshow attractions and writing a novel based on sideshow attractions well they ran into the wrong house this time trying to find the legend of dr satan a, a mysterious crude and lewd surgeon that murdered and massacred a bunch of people and what they found wasn't dr satan was death incarnate themselves bro bill mosley is such a crazy motherfucker he's the guy in there that's, that has a country voice with the long straggly hair that wants to kill everybody <laughs> he between this performance and um the devil's rejects he is the most frightening person you could see on fucking on anything film or tv and what's crazy about him is that he's a religious motherfucker so he felt uncomfortable doing I, these scenes i did not know that i love it <laughs> like, yes <that's> <laughs> he just but he wanted to push himself as an actor to see yeah. where his range was and i find that super fucking interesting right there you would have thought that oh rob zombie's putting his girlfriend on uh, or now his wife on uh, on, on a film I, I guess he just loves her that much and he wants to put her no sherry moon is sadistic and scary and childlike mentality and personification that she has in this movie is creepy as hell um they take away from a lot of movies like texas chainsaw picking her up like a hitchhiker um bringing her to the house and then all massacre happens um this movie even goes to the paranormal side toward the end of the movie i know we've all seen this movie but even stretches to the paranormal side when uh, one of the victims gets buried and when she gets buried she meets dr satan in this purgatory hell realm underneath the house where dr satan's just fucking looks like the crypt keeper met, met i don't know um uh, adolf hitler in a way <laughs> and he's just mechanical and maniacal and he's just like destroying people and then it even takes a little bit from my bloody valentine where that one minor dude is just fucking chasing her down the fucking rabbit hole literally and it's just a crazy sadistic fantastic thrill ride that of a movie that i just adore i watch this every halloween season even outside of halloween i'll watch this because it's such a fantastic movie to watch and who's who's cast i love it guys tear me up i don't care i love this movie nah i'm not gonna tear you up because it takes a special breed of a person to watch this movie and enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> shit it takes a special a special breed of a person to say here this and devil's rejects bro like 
It, it, it's a special Bro. breed, so sir. Yeah. <laughs> go, go for it, Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's what I was gonna say. It's like there's a reason I've only seen this movie once, and that was like seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't even remember how long it was, but it's been a while. I finally sat down and I was like, oh, I've heard people talk about this movie, and that was eighty nine like, minutes long, sir. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was still innocent. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got corrupted though, but honestly, yeah, it's just it's hard to watch special breed it just it it, it just it's scary because it's like it's real scary because it's like kind of shows i'm not saying that you know because some, sometimes you know you see these people you see these actors you see these directors you put a vision out this fucking sick you think like bro this dude is twisted but sometimes they're the nicest people you know what i'm saying yeah so it's just kind of scary to see something like that like it's like bro and then it's just like it's regular John Doe's and it just kind of shows that you don't know what's going on in somebody's head, you know? So that's like you said, the scariest thing is a human being, you know? So it, and it, it's like I said, it takes a special breed because it's hard to watch, bro. There's some of the scenes and some of the stuff and it's like, woof, nah, this is hard. <laughs> so you got and that. <laughs> what, what I love about this is just because the, the epicenter of everything is Rob Zombie. And when you look at Rob Zombie as a person, you're like, taken back because even his genre of music is like horror themed music it's like a creep show a living creep show if you will and i think that's just amazing for a guy who just like listening to kiss records and watching old-timey twilight zone movies and just wanted to mesh those together and see what happens and this is what you get i mean i i love the creative genius that he is he takes no prisoners he, he takes care of his own and like i mentioned in halloween when you when you made that pick and i made that pick um he takes care of the cast a lot of the cast that's in this movie flows the devil's rejects flows the three from hell flows to um halloween both movies and there's other movies as well too and I just, I, I think that's just amazing that not only is he sadistic, but he has a heart as well, too, because it, it, in reality, these movies could have went to anybody. He could have got these Hollywood named actors. He could have got this Joe and that Joe to sell the to sell a movie or whatnot. But he said, fuck that. I want people that I know. I want originality. And this is what that movie is. Even though it's a throwback, there's a lot of original aspects in this movie. And I love that. And of course, you got your boy Dwight from The Office that's in here as well, too. So yeah. That's yeah. a key right there. Um, he gets made into a merman. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you're right. It, you know, when the creativity of Rob Zombie when it came to horror was, um, you know, he actually did create something fresh because, yes, Gore's been around and Slash has been around, but he was able to do it in a more creative but only way that only Rob Zombie could do and only Rob Zombie could replicate. Like, I don't think anyone could, um, you know, replicate exactly what he did, not just because of, you know, the culture, but like he has a specific mind to it. You know, he has a great writing to it and he has a very specific direction that um, I think I think people need to watch and appreciate. Yeah, yeah, he writes what makes him happy. And that's cool. Like, that's what you need to do as a director sometimes. Mm -hmm. When you have enough money because your artists are ready that you can take these liberties, you should do it. And I think that's what he does with all his movies. Whether they're successes or not, that's really irrelevant to him because at the end of the day, he's happy with his performances. He's happy with what he made, his mm -hmm. creation. So mm -hmm. it takes a special person to just not care about what the critics say and just enjoy what you do. Absolutely. Great pick. Agreed, agreed, bro. That is, that is right. a good pick, man. I'm going to ask you guys this. So There's one final question. You guys can think about this as well, too. I'll start off with Jake. Jake, what is one horror movie that, from 
animals of time that you think could not survive in the 2020 atmosphere right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Whew. Damn, that is a good question. Yeah, I could go first if you want. If you want to think ahead, about it, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, the original and even the remake too, because there's this is a great remake, um, Last House on the Left. I think um, that film, that rape scene of you know the daughter, you know, just being you know molested and raped um, in the I field. Agree, yeah. And basically marching her way back home to her parents, and her parents look on her face as well too, and the sad savagery of what their parent, what her parents do to these criminals. Her dad is actually her dad is just yeah. Well, the the second one. Um, well, not the second one, excuse me, the remake. Um, it's a little bit of both parents as well, too. Um, it's just fantastic. And I think uh, it's a very great revenge story for for that time. And even for right now, like as a parent, me, myself, if anything were to happen to my daughter, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with myself. So the animalistic side would come out. I wouldn't know what damage I would do to a person. So I can see myself in that. But do I think it will survive right now in 2020? Absolutely fucking not. People will find any way to complain about this movie. This and the Hills Have Eyes. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think, I think, um, you give them less credit than you know i i think it would and i think stuff like that would still continue to come out um again i know people are a little bit more sensitive to these kind of topics but not to the point where they wouldn't let something like that um come into play but that was going to be my pick actually was hills have eyes because i actually couldn't watch it because of that scene because it's like i was like bro especially when like it's not even she was in the next room she was like Behind is the little, remake or the original? The Wait, we talking about we talking about Hills Have Eyes or Last yeah. House on the Left? Yeah, no, Hills Have Eyes. Oh, he he's talking about Hills. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Hills Have Eyes because because it's kind of like the same topic it's for the same reason. It's like mm-hmm. um, okay. uh, that part. Like again, it just I was like because I was just mad because I was like, bro, like again, you're not even in the next room. You're behind like some weird little fucking accordion barrier. Like how does nobody hear what's going on? Like ah. Um, yeah, not that, just that. The father's getting like crucified and burned at the same time outside. Oh yeah, that's right. That's Whoa, right, right. when they set it yeah. up. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it, to me it was just like fucking hard to watch. Uh, but it, it, it makes sense for the revenge because then the husband, yeah. like he comes into his own as like a man with his dog, and they're like, we're gonna fuck shit up. And yeah. I think, yeah. uh like I think if you don't have that, you don't have his character to be developed. That's, that's just my opinion. But it, it's it's hard because it's like. When these type of movies, we'll get to your pick too, Jose. Um, these type of movies are hard to like even explain or even have conversations about because you're not endorsing rape, you're not endorsing murder. What it is is just a plot device right now for these things to happen to make your character hero or heroine um, get to the next point right now. So like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's very touchy to watch a rape scene, like let's say Last House on the Left, but without that scene, you don't get the savagery of the parents. You don't get that, like, I wouldn't say satisfaction, but it is that revenge satisfaction that you want. You want to see the criminals come up in. So you want to see these hillbillies get their shit in, right? Mm-hmm. So you need those parts to, like, kind of motivate the character to take the next level. It did have a fucking creepy song as well. Um, Ooh, yes. Yeah. No, that movie, I remember seeing that movie. I remember being a fan of it, but yeah, it seems, yeah, some scenes are kind of hard, you know? Um, so yeah, maybe I don't. But it, but it's so great. Like Val just said, phenomenally. You need those, you know, because you need a character to go through some effed up stuff to really see his comeuppance and stuff. And 
he he went through some upset stuff, you know. So, bro, <laughs> you know and, 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 and this is hard thinking about it now. And for the life of me, how that wasn't there a dude with a big old head, a cranium, and a wheelchair? Like, yeah, that was the one yeah. that the dog fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was literally the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, he he should have went to town on him, bro. Like, Even the dog had motivation. They killed my sister. <laughs> word, yeah, for real. No, that yeah, those are those are those are real hard, man. Honestly, um, for me, ah, I'm just thinking, bro. It's it's a lot, but thinking about what you said, hmm, hmm, I would probably just because of at that time, and like I said, a lot of these horror flicks, you know, my brother used to watch. So I'm thinking, like, what's past? By no stretch of the imagination am I saying this movie's bad, but to have a modern adaptation, I think it would not be good. You know, but um, I'm thinking and I'm thinking real hard and I, I probably would have to say, I don't know, you guys are going to laugh, but like my brother used to watch this movie, um, The Burrs, the 1963 okay. film. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, back then for what it was, it was like, okay, bro, you know, times change and stuff like that. Like, wow, bro, okay, killer birds in San Francisco. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Pecking people up. So yeah, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> I was all for that. Yeah. I'm, 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 all, I'm all down for the birds. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy looking at it now, would it survive? Especially with some of the shenanigans that we've been through, like Sharknado and shit like that. So <laughs> I think, it, I think it would just be very hard because I'm sure they'll probably try to come out with some cyber animal cruelty. Birds. Yeah. Oh my bad. I don't like you're hitting the bird away. Yeah, How dare you? The bird away. So just you know, PETA and stuff and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> but I think certain films like that, like the birds and like I said, my brother used to watch a lot of all this old shit. I don't even know there was a film called the Alleghenies or some shit like that. Just weird films. <laughs> like I don't know, but I, I would have to go with birds, bro. Because straight up animal cruelty, bro. Like you poaching birds now. Like. <laughs> so, I'll throw one yeah. more too. Clockwork Orange. I don't think. Survive oh, right now no. as well too. Yeah, no, no way, no way. Never actually that's, that's saw hard. that one. You never. It, it's 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 a hard watch. It's a good yeah. watch. It's a hard watch though. It's a hard watch. Yeah. It's it's like I said. It takes a special person, and I guess Val's that special person. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have popcorn ready. I anyone, have Twizzlers ready. Like let's do this. <laughs> anyone who could watch House of a Thousand Corpses and 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 fucking um, what's that movie that I always give you shit for? Uh, <laughs> the music. There's so many. Repo? No, no. No. A music. La La Land. La La Land. Anyone who can watch La La Land right after watching House of a Thousand Corpses is a different kind of. Oh, yes. I'm a news anchor. What do you expect? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so done. Well, guys, I I appreciate all this, man. You guys did a fantastic job with your picks. Ah, man. It was was a pleasure. I, I think it was fun. I think it was phenomenal. I think it goes with, with, with the ambiance, Halloween. I just want to know real quick. I'm surprised. I'm shocked that none of you guys, you know, it's a movie that I wouldn't want to say lives in infamy, but or I didn't hear an honorable mention, but it's a movie that, you know, horror films, I, I, none of y'all said like The Exorcist or anything like that. I was so waiting like, for that. I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. Because um, it's good, and I would never yeah. tell someone to not watch it, but... Um, I think I just I, I, I have a special kind of enjoyment with that or it's like yeah. in, it's more of like an entertainment thing for me more than okay. you know anything um, yeah I uh, I think behind the scenes kind of killed that love for that movie for me because oh. I really enjoyed it but mm. once I heard like you know homegirl's back got broken because of like Ooh. that part where she's like going back and forth on the bed like oh, up yeah. and down 
there's like a like a mechanical device that's attached to her hip that makes her go up and down but it was actually malfunctioning and going too fast so the way oh, that she's damn. actually moving in that scene is real oh shit what the f- yes so she had like she has like back problems for the rest of her life because of that shit so that was like one thing that i was like man that's kind of yeah. work right there um it's the same it way kinda, i felt kinda, about sorry for kind of leads you to think like was it really broken or like on purpose? Is somebody rigged it just to give it that little extra like? You know right. What I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. And um, the Twilight Zone movie, even though like I had like a very special love for that movie, especially the airplane scene with the little um, goblin that's there. I'm not. Have you guys ever seen the Twilight Zone movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does okay. that? Okay, go ahead. I- I'm gonna probably mind fuck you, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so the first, I think. I think anthology uh, series or whatever a show um, part in that movie is wasn't it um, the the white guy that lives through everybody's um, like all different cultures? Is am I right, Jake? I I, I really don't remember. I believe it's like some white. I know he's a famous actor too, but um, he was like some white guy that was very prejudiced that he got to live in everybody else's shoes. Like he uh-huh. went to like the civil rights and whatnot. He went through Vietnam. But that I love that movie. But there's a part like once I heard the behind the scenes is that um, mm-hmm. when they're shooting a part where he, like he's saving, like he has like, his own like redemption moment where he saved these kids that that are about to like get bombed in Vietnam from like a house, mm-hmm. and they're setting up all these explosions and all these things are supposed to happen. But in reality, what happened was that um, they had like a helicopter on board there shooting the the scene. And the pyro went so far as to like, like malfunction the helicopter, and the helicopter falls to the floor and chops the kids and him. What up. the fuck? Wow. Yeah. Man. And that scene is still in the movie, but not the like the chopped up scene, but like them like running the chopper from going it. down and the people running. Like... I believe so. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not cool, bro. Yeah. yeah so like even that like had like a sour taste in my mouth and even okay. though i can enjoy the macabre a little bit when like real life starts like getting into it and, like people's lives are around that's why i don't really mm-hmm. fuck with the crow that much because like the crow yeah. is a good movie but like knowing that my dude was like accidentally shot on on set yeah i call bullshit yeah i call bullshit as well bro <laughs> yeah but that we, we won't discuss that <laughs> like, uh, that, that yeah, that's yeah. a topic for another day <laughs> yeah that's a topic for another day but yeah okay i just wanted to get your yeah, your, your views on that, but now I see why, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this has been a fun, fun, fantastic mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, Jake, if people want to reach you and talk about um, House on Haunted Hill and Chris Kattan, where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a conversation with anyone on House on Haunted Hill that's not named Frank. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, they can find me on the um, Pop Culture Fanatics uh, uh, group. That's where usually that I'm active right now. Um you know, if you want to see my glam shots. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Those, those, those are a thing of beauty. Those, they yeah. are. Yes. I live for those every morning. <laughs> if you want to see my glam shots, you can find me on Instagram at JCB underscore A-L-X-N-D-R, Jacob Alexander. Um, There's a lot of X there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> For my glam shots and uh, while I work on my own podcasting and, you know, um, figure things out from there. But, yeah, you'll usually find me on here with these guys. Sweet, 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 sweet. What about you, Jay? If you want to check my glam shots. <laughs> <laughs> Is your shirt still off? <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. It's still off. <laughs> oh, nah. 
yeah, you know, um, y'all can find me at my Instagram, which is underscore Jay Rance, and my Twitter, uh, Libra Fields underscore. But like Jake also said, you know, I'm on Pop Culture Fanatics as well. We're just being active out there, talking everything geek culture, nerd culture. Hit us up there. That has a uh, Facebook, Instagram as well, Twitter, everywhere. The podcast everywhere. You know, so check that out. Um, if you guys like wrestling. If we got some wrestling fans here, you know, check out EWA, Lead Wrestling Audio. That has a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And that podcast is everywhere. Spotify, Apple, iHeart, you know, hit us up if you like wrestling. MMA, you know, MMA and wrestling go together. They like cousins from another brother and mother. How the thousand corpse type shit, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, hit us up on the Kimura Chronicles where Val and I are always out there talking. Oh, Val's also as well on Elite Wrestling Audio. Um, but yeah, the Kimura Chronicles has a podcast and it's on everywhere as well. It has a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you know? So, yeah, you can hit us up there. You can hit me up there. Where can they find you if they want to talk some mechanical fucking... Malfunction. Satan. Yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mechanical <laughs> animals. Beryl Manson. Good album. <laughs> um, they can find me. If you want to reach me on Twitter, you can find me at Lucha Val Cisco, where I can talk to you all about Chris Kattan and all his fabulous works of art. <laughs> you can find me on instagram at val cisco as well too of course like you guys said this podcast is everywhere from iHeartRadio to apple Podcasts, spotify please go ahead and like it share it enjoy it with your family if you will curl up by the bonfire on a halloween night and listen to our shenanigans it'll be fun yeah i think this is one of the best conversations we've had actually like it's extended a while because we've had a lot to talk about like yeah because it's been so long that's mm-hmm. why but we're gonna try to be more consistent with this one but i do enjoy this one as well too i feel fun. i feel like we're part of the midnight society nah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh someone's gonna pay me a million dollars to stay in a in a house that's uh, haunted on a hill <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a modern day to your 20s cardboard cutout bullshit, but okay. <laughs> your Listen, Vienna sausages, bro, bro. you can enjoy yeah, his, his Vienna sausages, and then he got like the clown, <laughs> the clown cutout from um, or the blow up from Home Alone. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. <laughs> Oh, this just makes me want to do a Christmas special even more now. <laughs> well, we can do that, though. I'm down for that one yes, as well. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are going to do that. All right, guys. This has been fun. Anyway, um, we're out of here. No, we're uh, over. I don't have the best ending. No, but you guys take care. All right. Everybody. Have a safe Halloween. Everybody take care. <laughs>